Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. This meeting of the Movie Council is now in session. Hello, movie fans, and welcome back to the Movie Council podcast, the number one rated movie podcast in the world, depending on who you ask, I guess, right? Mm -hmm. Is that caveat in there? Yeah. Let's say it the right way. The number one movie podcast in the world, depending on who you ask. My name is Tim Sherry. I am the host of the show tonight. I'm also the CEO of this wonderful movie council. I'm here with three of my esteemed colleagues. We are back Thank to do you. it again. We have ratcheted up some reviews for this week. We we dug deep to find a couple of reviews to do because I know it's been a little barren with those lately. So we're going to get back to it. It's what we do best. Before we get into it, let's talk to the boys, the bros, the esteemed colleagues. Let's start it up as usual, with my right-hand man, my COO, and my big bro. He's the reigning, defending, undisputed, best movie guy in the world, the hotshot banker, Mr. Andrew Sherry. What's up, bud? And now they're on YouTube. You know, you can put a face to the you know, to the champ's name, you know? Yeah. Champ's here, baby. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing good, you know? Another week of work, surprisingly, you know? But Sons of bitches. No vacation this week? No, no vacation. Yeah, you've accrued quite a bit of earned time, is my guess. Yes. Uh, doing good. I saw the cardiologist this week. Uh, everything's looking good. good. Things have actually improved. Oh, oh good. Uh, for good me. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I was a bit nervous going in. Wasn't sure. You know, I, I never sure. know. It's always a toss of the dice. But uh, things are going good. So, Nice, yeah, man. it's been a good week overall for that. So, what a boy! What a boy. Yeah, ready to talk about a couple films tonight. Fire it up! We're gonna get to what those are in a few. Although, if you read the title to the episode, you probably already know what those movies are. Yeah, but we'll get more into that in <laughs> just a few. Uh, speaking of which, the person who's going to type that in—is that how it works, DP? You type it in when you put up yeah. the podcast episode you yeah. type it well that's like well, talk to text technically when i save the file i save it with the title and then when i upload it the title's there but you know yeah i type it in when at i save point, it at some point at some point you type it <laughs> i do do some typing yes so this one's going to be called <laughs> something with the movies We're really right. pulling back the really pulling back the curtain here <laughs> really just show yeah just let you all know about the creative process here at the movie hell Council. yeah so speaking of the creative process our editor, our producer, the hardest working man on this show, another one of my big bros, Mr. Dan Sherry. What's up, bud? What is going on? Ah, uh, another week. I'm it's what three weeks in a row. This is nice. All right. Yeah. I, I know yeah. we got some vacations coming up, so it won't be uh every week uh for the next few, but that's all good. Uh uh, let me just say real quick before we uh get too deep and daddy forgets. Make sure you're uh, following us on social media. We are at Movie Council Pod on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and maybe Threads. You guys familiar with Threads? It's like uh, Mark Zuckerberg's yeah. answer to yeah. Twitter, basically. Yeah. yeah. 
So I, I, I think we might start a Threads account. So okay. if you're on there, look for us. We'll be there soon. Hey and uh, also our new YouTube channel. hey It is, uh, you know, the Movie Council podcast or at Movie Council pod on YouTube. So, yeah, find us there. Make sure you like and subscribe and smash that like button i don't know what, what do people yeah, say on that's youtube right smash that subscribe I, you, smash you it know. yeah that's it that's smash it. that shit do so. it <laughs> do it <laughs> let's sway on down to charlotte let's talk to my boy my bro the very handsome the very toit the very sexual he is officially if you look up porn he is he is technically a dilf now. Oh, he yeah. has been for a for a for quite a while now. All right. He's uh, he's again the very handsome, the smooth talking southern gentleman and a single parent again tonight. Mr. Mark <laughs> Bonder out. What's up, buddy? Oh, not much. Yep. Back at the house here. Hoping the kids stay asleep so I can get through this podcast with you fellas. Um, but yeah, things have been good. Um looking forward. I've got a little bit of vacation time myself coming up next week. Um uh, just me and some friends too. It's not even with the uh, the family, so it's like a true, full blown vacation, separated from everything. There you go. So we'll see how it goes. It's been a, been a while since I've done anything like that, so I and might. Where, sorry, uh, where, you, where are you going? I'm going to a South Carolina beach called Myrtle's Inlet. It's uh, south of Myrtle Beach. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a uh, like a little bit historic marshy area out there. Just looking to you know get drunk. Get drunk in the sun, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Well, that's good. That sounds lovely. All right, thank you. Speaking speaking of lovely, I want to do a quick plug. Even though, just let me just give out this quick caveat: I'm in no way, nor is the movie council in any way affiliated with this company. Uh, but if you do want to go to our um, our YouTube channel, if we post anything from tonight, you're going to be seeing this lovely neck fan that is around my around my neck right now. I never even knew these goddamn things existed. But the thing is, I love I love this because I'm a big boy, and I sweat a lot, often. So you just put this fucker around your neck, and it's just a fan blowing on your neck and your face. Uh, it's lovely. Is is I it? I like uh, the spot. Uh, uh, Tw, I own one too. It is awesome. I fucking so this, love it. Nicole has awesome. one. We both got them. Like. She got a pink one, and I got a green one. Like, feels oh, yeah. so good. Awesome. It, this brand is called Amacool. Amacool bladeless neck fan, uh, sorry, neck per- portable personal fan. It's only twenty three bucks on Amazon. Nice. Fucking reviews are fantastic, and I gotta tell you, fucking five stars. Absolutely Hell recommend. Yeah. So, <laughs> love it. Are those things Absolutely like cable rechargeable, or do they take actual mm-hmm. batteries? Yeah, no, it's cable. So there's a there's like a rechargeable battery in it. You plug it That's in nice. like same thing with like a block like with your cell phone so dude i get so fucking annoyed now when i get some piece of technology that takes actual batteries these days i'm like fuck yeah. off right yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking remote control what do you do? bullshit anyways <laughs> um so yeah i just didn't want to pl- plug that again they are not paying us for this spot i just don't want there to be any legalities involved here okay um anyways uh before we get into the the crux of the show tonight um we got some stuff to do as usual. Uh, Marky, you got some news for us. You want to actually, um, uh, DP, you want to, yeah. yeah, sorry. Now I jumped you know down a little is. bit. Let's, let's, no, no, let's, it's perfect. Okay. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> Marky, fire it up. Yeah. So there's been a pretty big 
news story in the movie industry that's been circulating for a little bit. Uh, the Writers Guild has been on strike, um, and they, they continue to stay on strike. Um, what's kind of added to it lately is that SAG-AFTRA has now joined. I don't know if it's the same strike, but they are now also on strike. Um, the What's kind of scary with the writer's strike is that there was a studio exec from WGA that went on the record saying that they are willing, they, the studio, is willing to ride this strike out until the writers go broke and they become homeless. And then they will begin talks. So they are. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Jump the gun again. <laughs> sorry. Do I start over? <laughs> no, 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 no. Keep going. Keep going. Oh, yes. Yeah, so. I tried to change the thing and it didn't work. Sorry. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. But. That on TikTok. <laughs> This is a serious story, guys. Sorry, I know. It sorry. really I'm is. Sorry. It's fucking huge, really. Sorry. Like we we might not be able to talk about movies soon because there yeah, won't be we'll any. Be going back. Yeah. I don't know how long the writer strike's been going on. It's it's been going on for like a, a month, over a month, and a yeah. studio exec has come out saying that they are cool, just waiting it out and letting these people go broke and then coming to the table. That's pretty fucked up. Yeah, uh, but now SAG-AFTRA, um, SAG-AFTRA stands for the Screen Actors Guild, American Federation of Television and Radio Artists. Uh, it's an American labor union representing approximately 160,000 film and television actors, journalists, and radio personalities. Um, recently, in that news, Oppenheimer is just released, and the cast walked out before the screening in London. Yeah, so it was a big premiere, and they all just walked right, out. Right, like the opening, Lon- opening London yeah. premiere, and that cast walked out. So SAG-AFTRA actually has some list strike rules for the members. No premieres, no award shows, no social media promos, FYC events, and more. I don't know what FYC events are, but... For so, your consideration. Mm, okay, thank you. So I know part of it is involving the fear of AI representation in the industry. Uh, That's where the writers, that was a a crux of their problem. They wanted to incorporate a clause that protected them from AI writers. Um, And now SAG-AFTRA, I've heard stories of uh, extras, people that work in the film industry that are are a member. They might do, you know, uh, background acting roles and some of these people have already done this without really understanding what it meant. They have signed away their likeness as a background actor or actress. And the studio can then use AI to computer generate that background actor for eternity to just always be in whatever they want. And they only get paid the one time that they showed up that first day. Fucking wild. So there's a lot of fuckery going on. <laughs> In um, Hollywood, stop yeah. it. So they're yeah. striking. They're striking to you know. There's we've had strikes in the past where they you know they wanted more wages and uh you know things to be better compensated, but now, and I understood those things. You know, people got to make a good living off of this, uh, and especially with the amount of money that's generated from this entertainment, it's ungodly. And then you've got these studio execs that are just sitting high on the hog like a fucking dictator. 
But mm -hmm. now you've got this AI where the AI technology is starting to get pretty damn good. You know, ChatGPT is free open source uh, AI software that you can just ask it whatever you want. It compiles all kinds of information from online. And that's the fear that they could use this to draw up like a baseline script and then hire a writer to fine tune it where mm -hmm. instead there would be writers that would be paid for first draft, second draft, the final draft, all that crap. Um, but yeah, what's that, that is insane about the background actors. I never even thought about that, but apparently that they're already working on it to where they can just computer generate their background actors and only have to pay these fools one time and then use them for the rest of their life for, for eternity. That sounds like that uh, Black Mirror episode. Yes. Yeah, this it is, does, this right? Is, this is basically the premise of The Matrix is what's beginning <laughs> to unfold in front of all of us. And and what AJ said, it, it is the premise for that season or episode one of the newest season of Black Mirror, um, where these people that sign up, was it uh, Strawberry or something like that? It's like mm. this fictional streaming service. The terms and conditions. Streamberry or something? Streamberry. The, the terms and conditions when you sign for Streamberry they have your all your personal information and your likeness, and they they can compile all your information, and so then they make a character about you in a show. Um, yeah, Joan. Joan is awful. Joan is awful. Yeah, that number one, that first episode. So that's essentially, I mean, in a roundabout way, it's kind of what's going on here with this. Mm. Um, I don't know what else they're striking about, but that seems to oh. be the uh, front runner of the reason for this strike between the writers and SAG-AFTRA. Right. But, but I'll, I'll tell you the biggest thing about the actors striking now too, at least that I thought about is, you know, the writers went on strike a little while ago and it, you know, which hurts TV quite a bit, but as far as movies go, I mean, there are still a ton of scripts that are out there that are being wait, waiting to be made and so, like, without the writers, they still got movies they can make. But without the actors, now they can't even make those fucking scripts that are, mm -hmm. you know, just sitting there on the shelf. And most of those scripts, you know, there's some type of deal where, like, if the studio doesn't make the movie within X amount of time, the rights go back to the original person. So, you know, without the actors, shit's really going to grind to a halt now. Like, you know, the writers being out, like, so we still see new movies every fucking week popping up and they're still filming shit. But now without the actors, they're kind of screwed. So, yeah, they're they're going to have to do something or, yeah, we will have absolutely no movies to review, what, six, eight months from now? Right. They'll have fucking run out, right? Like Old ones. Yeah, I, I mean, we'll still get some old. We can still watch The Princess Bride every day like I do. But, you know, yeah, there'll be no mo new movies. To they can hire about. us to be in movies. I can yeah. act. Yeah, I'll cross that picket line in a fucking heartbeat. I was goddamn a scabs. wrestler. Yeah. I can act. <laughs> I was so, a goddamn fiddler on the roof, baby. You were, you, I was you know, the you were, bartender. You were terrific. And you were the fiddler on the roof, if you remember. Yes, I was. <laughs> you were terrific in that, by the way, I thought. Thank you. But <laughs> even before SAG-AFTRA, began their strike the movies that were in production currently you know there's still a, there's still a lot of uh, rewrites that happened during production so i heard that uh, deadpool 3 even though they were in the middle of filming they had to take a pause 
because mm-hmm. they didn't have the writers because they were on mm-hmm. strike and they needed rewrites and it just stopped. Same thing apparently yeah. with the new Venom, they're saying mm-hmm. that they're having an issue with that as well. So, and the new Gladiator. Remember where Russell Crowe fights demons in hell? Mm. Yes, I remember that. Although that yeah. that isn't the story on the on. I, I guess it's, um, it's not. It's, are you the, sure? The it was sun? such a good idea. I know, right? You, you know the little kid that really liked Maximus. The oh yeah, you know, the, little... yeah. It it's oh, going to focus on him. Oh, so, I know him from something else. Yeah. So, I know that could be could, could be interesting. I think he's in Unbreakable, which I hated. But uh, anyways, mm. um, yeah, oh, no, yeah. it's it's a fucked up thing. I'm sure we're going to probably be updating this weekly. Um, as this, it'll eventually end. I mean, I, I know yeah. it's this is the first time in 60 years that the writers and the actors are on the same side. Mm-hmm. Strike um, at the same time, the, they will right. cave because uh, they it'll, can't it'll, do it'll, it there's just okay. They're like they're, I, they were breaking it down. Like yearly revenue, it just in California alone, how, like the movie industry brings in like, I think it said something like seventy billion dollars a year just Jesus just in California. Christ. Yeah, it when you start throwing around figures like that, it's got to end at some point. You know, it, you follow the money. That's really all. Right. Yeah. So, exactly. So. But it'll be interesting in the interim. So we'll see what happens. Give a shit mm-hmm. to talk about. It, it is interesting. I mean, and going back to that executive, that's just he's got so much goddamn money. Yeah, and he's so fucking greedy that well, he's willing to wait it out and let these people Marky, be broke. Isn't it so fun, as you know, normal human beings like the four of us, to watch billionaires fight with millionaires? Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love that shit. So <laughs> fun. Yeah, it's, it's, it's easy to to talk a big game and before the actors went on strike, but now, now no, oh no, yeah, you know oh, I mean? it's a game changer. It's a total fucking mm, game changer, big time. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. It'll it'll eventually settle, and they'll go right back to their bullshit. But it's why we love it. It's why we love it. It's like a fucking abusive yeah. relationship. We keep coming right. back. <laughs> Anyways, um, Marky, anything else? Again, we'll have probably have weekly updates on this. But you got anything else for us tonight? I mean, it's uh, nothing really in the news. I mean, there's been some new trailers that dropped. Uh, really, Scott's dead. Oh, Napoleon, uh, not that I saw. Oh God, that Napoleon trailer looks amazing. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix's Napoleon, really Scott oh, movie, it looks really okay. good. Right. Yeah, and it's like full on like Braveheart level battle scenes, and like seems super super fucking epic. And yeah, Joaquin Phoenix looks awesome as Napoleon. I uh if you haven't seen that trailer, check it out. It looks fucking great. Yeah, it looks really good. Oh, and speaking of Deadpool three, there was a uh, a still image that was released with uh, Hugh Jackman in a yellow and blue, like almost original uh, Saturday morning cartoon Wolverine suit, which DP yeah, and I started awesome. jacking off about together. We saw that. Mm. We're like, oh gosh, oh, that's awesome. here I come. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, um, we had that. I quickly like to say, AJ, um, about eight months ago, you left this bottle of wine at my apartment. Um, and I'm I can't see it. Is that fog and light? No, oh, no. Oh, okay. But fog and light has a similar like melted wax top to it. Can't uh, I have weird lighting here? I'm sorry, AJ. I just want you to know it's fantastic. Uh, you left oh, it okay. here uh, on Christmas or something. So it's, it's a lovely. Pinot, probably, right? Yeah, it is. It's been, course, it's been yeah. aging. It's been aging. Yeah, yeah. He does AJ love his, only does love his Pinot. Pinot. Yeah, he loves Pinot. Ever, ever since Sideways, he's all into Pinot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And certainly isn't certainly isn't going to be Merlot. No, there's no Merlot, <laughs> no Merlot. All right, uh, all right. So before we get into the reviews, um, DP's got I, a question I got, for us. Oh, I got uh, a quick bit of oh, movie yeah. m- movie news. Um, 
It, this is more casting news on that um Superman Legacy movie that's coming out. So we just uh, a couple of weeks ago we talked about the Superman and Lois casting David Corin Sweat and Rachel Brosnahan, but they announced a few more. Um, uh, Hawk Girl will be in this movie, and Hawk Girl will be played by Isabella Merced. Uh, I don't really know her from much. I know she was Dora. In the live action Dora the Explorer movie. Okay. Okay. Um, Eddie or Edie Gathegi, who was in uh, X Men First Class as Darwin. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's been in a bunch of other things, like this TV show, The Blacklist, that I was into. Uh, He'll be playing. Listen to that for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. It was a decent show. Uh, Spader's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I fell off. He'll be playing uh, Mr. Terrific. It was a. Interesting character. Okay, but the mo- terrific. Yeah. <laughs> the most interesting one, for me at least, Nathan Fillion has ah. been cast mm. as uh, Guy Gardner, who's one of the Green Lantern. Uh, he was okay. After, you know, uh, John Stewart and after Hal Jordan, there's this other guy, uh, Green Lantern named Guy Gardner, who's just like a wicked dick. He's like a total nice. asshole, and everyone hates him. And yeah, that that will be played by Nathan Fillion. So I that do like him. Be interesting. I like the and lucky. one last one. I I texted TW about this one. Um, no ho, Hank. Oh you know, yeah, Gary, a- Anthony yeah. Carrigan. He's been cast as this character named Metamorpho, who's a superhero that has all these like weird powers where he can turn his body into different shit like materials like steel or wood or water or rubber like hmm. he's a fucking really obscure weird character but Anthony Harrigan's going to be playing him so I'm totally yeah, in no on hope. that that's fucking great yeah yeah love it so this Superman movie uh I didn't I didn't know this until you started rattling off all these names. I saw Noho Hank, but uh, that's a shit ton of uh superheroes yeah. that are going to yeah. be in it or villains and right? the like yeah so yeah, that'd be right. interesting. That should be Love interesting. It. Yeah. And is right. James is James Gunn going to be at the helm of this one? Is he actually yes. directing, writing yeah. this one? Yes. The, this is going to be his first uh, his first movie in the DCEU that he's directing. That's so, exciting. Well, since he took over, right? You know. Yeah. Like he already did Suicide Squad, but now that he's the man in charge, this is his first one he's directing. Right. Right. So should be fun well keep things moving here tonight we got a lot to do uh because dp you got something else right yeah i, I we, we got another get to know the movie council question <laughs> been doing these it's been fun we've had we've had some good ones uh tonight is one i think could be very uh fun to talk about and entertaining so here's the question if they were to make a movie about your life, what would it be? And now when I when I say your life, I don't necessarily mean like your entire life. I'm more looking at like something, some event that happened in your life, something that you were a part of, uh, whether it was you directly, something you were at, uh, some really cool thing that happened within your life that they could make a movie of. And 
even if it's not super exciting, maybe go cocaine bear style mm. and just add some shit to it and make it fucking really exciting. You know, like uh, yeah. something that is based on a kernel of truth, but, you know, blown up to make a fucking really fun movie. But, you know, some truth, something that happened in your life. So uh, who wants to kick off? Tell me something that happened in your life that could be made into a movie and tell me about that movie. Who wants to kick uh, us off? Marky, you want to go? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so there was this time in college where my friends and I accidentally started a gang war in the <laughs> Appalachian Mountains. Holy shit. All right. So <laughs> I'm already in. <laughs> Yeah, so we all lived on uh, the street called Green Street. It was a place that we always hung out at before we even attended college there. Um, we had some family members that lived at these apartments there, and we just loved the area. So when we got to college at, at Appalachian State, we moved into Green Street, and we got this entire apartment block, me and all my friends. And we all snowboarded together. We all skateboarded together through parties, uh, went and crashed parties. And we ended up calling ourselves the Kings of Green. Um, <laughs> part of that was because of Green Street. Part of that because it sounded catchy. Part of it was because some of us may or may not have been moving green stuff. Yeah. So there was a time when a couple of guys in our crew were out on campus and were tagging uh, buildings in the university, spray paint, graffiti and stuff. Mm -hmm. They ended up getting popped by the cops. They got brought in and the cops were certain that because uh, we we all have these tattoos these kog tattoos here <laughs> i got one on my arm um andrew a close personal friend of the podcast he's got one on his chest so these guys ended up getting brought in and the police were certain that the kog crew was a legitimate gang because uh <laughs> they had spray you know this this tattoo has a little crown above it so they they had spray painted the KOG symbol and uh, has the crown. There were some other kids that were spray painting crowns, just happenstance, but it was all over the place. Police were certain that we were a, a bona fide gang. Um, there was a real gang that was in the area that was moving real drugs, and they heard about a crew, uh, the Kings of Green, that were in their area. <laughs> That were also moving stuff. So we were never a gang, but we were classified <laughs> as one. And a oh, real amazing. gang came in and ended up starting a, a turf battle through the Appalachian Mountains. Ended up, we didn't know this until it happened, but uh, it's a corridor for real drugs to go through the area. The mountains are an easy place to hide things, an easy place to move things. If you remember, you know, moonshining was really big back then. It's mm -hmm. it's because of the terrain. So yeah, in college we ended up uh accidentally being involved in a turf war. So that would that be could be fun. a great movie. No. Right? I can write I, that oh, movie right now. Exactly. Now do you want to hear which part of that story is true? Which part, mm. yeah, I'm just made up. <laughs> yeah, of yes, because uh, that already sounds like an amazing movie. 
So all of that story is true except for the rival gang. There was never a rival gang. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you can but actually you see being a real gang. Yeah. But yes, there, I, there, I did have some friends that tagged tagged some buildings on campus, and the police picked them up, and they were like, "Who are the Kings of Green?" Where are you? Where are you based out of? Like that part was true. They thought we were like a real gang. They're like, you know, scared Beating a couple shitless. of your friends with a fucking phone book. Yeah. Like, we're just, we don't know what you're Vic talking Mackie about, sir. Style. They were trying to pin like a bunch of other graffiti on them. Like, uh, we've seen your crowns all over campus. Like, that wasn't us. We just did this one. That part was true. Uh, that's fucking amazing. That could that. actually be good. Kings of, dude, Kings of Green actually sounds like you're a legit. A movie gang. title? Right. But you but, but like it sounds like a legit gang, like mm-hmm. you know, because green could also be like fucking dealing because with money as well. So I mean, yeah, yeah. pretty badass. I like that's that. why Kings we you know thought it was catchy at the time. We used to make snowboard videos and we uh produced and edited them our- ourselves. Um, and we'd rent out bars on campus and we'd do like uh movie premieres. We'd have like projectors and stuff and buy a bunch of kegs and invite all of our friends out. It was a good time. Um. Actually, so uh, side note, real quick, were you at Appalachian State in uh, what was it, oh seven? Uh, yes, it was. Well, when they had like the biggest upset in college football history, when they beat yes, Michigan, was. was it Michigan or Michigan State? One of the um, two, uh, Ann Arbor. Uh, yeah, so Michigan. Michigan. Yeah, uh-huh. uh huh. You yes, were was. there. Was it an absolute shit show on campus? Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> I was at App State. I never finished there, but I was there uh, 2006, 7, and 8, or is it 5, five 6, and 7? Mm-hmm. There's the three years that I was there, they were uh, national champions in their division those three years. So yeah, the nice. football yeah. team and like the community and that university was just an absolute shit show in the funnest wow. possible way you know ripping gold right. posts out throwing them in the duck pond uh, <laughs> right. down the streets yeah Fucking and it's, a, it's such a small school town yeah so like it got completely taken over was, <laughs> yeah great times nice. yeah um that could be a good flick yeah absolutely t-dubs you want to go next you want yeah to go no no i can do it i can do it um and i'll try to be quick about it because you know me and my grand ideas for movies and they can get a little <laughs> get a little right. deep here yeah let's so go, we'll just try baby. to get through it let's, let's go so something some uh we're really getting to know the podcast uh tonight something that um most people don't know about me dp and aj definitely know this about me marky you probably don't know this about me but one time when i was younger it was probably let's see about 20 years ago now I got carjacked, oh. which was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a I big was... story, like all through the <laughs> like radio shows I listened to yeah. were talking about this story. So yeah. shit, yeah. So but I just crux of it basically what happened was I was sitting in my car outside the the Burlington Public Library waiting for my mom, which is like half of my life is just waiting <laughs> for my mom in places, and I'm just sitting there waiting. And uh, the the Burlington police station was behind the library. And what apparently happened was um, they let these two guys who they had had in holding into what they called like a dog pen out back, which have a cigarette. Um, And they were like crackheads or meth heads or something. Um, They were fiending and they were able to pull the gate just enough to slip out. Um, And they came running down the hill and who's sitting there in his fucking car when they get down to the bottom of the hill is me. Um, And then I see one come up one side, one come up the other side. Guy opened the door, yanked me out, jumped in. They took off with my car. Oh, shit. Um, 
Yeah, they uh, they 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 found the guys a few days later because they knew who mm-hmm. they were. And typical crackheads, I left my wallet in the fucking car for mm. Christ's sake with my house keys, which that had me a little nervous for for a little bit, which could be mm. interesting for a movie. Um, mm. But uh, typical crackheads, they all they did, they didn't touch my credit cards. They all they did was take all the change out of my center console, <laughs> and they and they stole a basketball. And a baseball bat, which hindsight being 2020 might have come in handy if I had that. I knew it was coming, but uh, they took that shit, pawned it off somewhere, and they got their fix and they got arrested. Um, The the guy who jumped in the passenger side, he got like four years um, for escape. The guy that actually took my car, pulled me out, got like 10 to 12 or something like that. For Grand Theft Auto? For Grand yeah. Theft Auto escape, they got they did them on assault and battery for grabbing me. Mm. And oh, wow. it was it, it was a lot. So at even so even now, but even more at the time, I had this idea in my head. Now I would think it was a movie. At that time, I really wanted it to be a real thing. What if because because when you think about it, for me, like I probably did the right thing, you know, just being like, all right, take it. Cause I don't know who the fuck these guys were. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know if they had a gun or, you know, it's a weapon. Like, I was just, you know. Reason we pay for insurance, baby. Yeah, just (laughs) take take it, right? But at the same time, it was definitely a kick in the nuts to my manhood when I found out afterwards that these were two crackheads who didn't have any shoes on who just stole my fucking car, you know, who I probably could have beaten the piss out of the both of them, you know? (laughs) So anyway, so it was a little shock to my manhood. So I thought, I always thought at the time that it would be the greatest thing in the world. And this movie, the movie would make sense now because of social media. But what if for a movie the victim me started this campaign of when these motherfuckers get out i want to fight like i want to have like a legitimate professional fight mm-hmm. and like in the, the years they're in the pen i'm just fucking training like a rocky montage right. the whole time right <laughs> and just like and then like the first guy's gonna get out i'm gonna fight him first and like these guys are gonna have no choice but fight they just got out of jail they need the money right Mm-hmm. so but like but because of social media we really build it up it takes on a life of its own and becomes a big thing and then maybe i'll get a love interest along the way <laughs> you know probably some boston chick who doesn't get any, you don't have to fight you fucking retard or like something like that and then like it would, oh, i have to fight none of this is worth it unless i fight like it's that whole thing and then i don't know maybe in the first fight i kill the guy I don't know. Just, just an idea. If he dies, he dies. Right. But I'm just, <laughs> just, just training just the whole time. I'm just getting ready for this fight. And then I kill the first guy and then I'm just sitting and waiting for the other guy to get out. And then we have the second fight. Nice. Could I like an it. Interesting movie. You know, I don't I, want to fight anybody anymore. I'm too old. But at the time mm, I really want, when, when I didn't you, even want that were, to be a movie. Uh, I wanted it to be a thing. So when I told the book telling- and all about it. When, <laughs> when you're telling that uh, story, you, you mentioned the love arc in, in my head. I was thinking of other like, uh, you know emotional arcs there could be like a uh like an arc of forgiveness but that you know no one you, you want to see the fight happen right so it's like right. you yeah. actually forgive them but then something happens like the guy like steps he, under sneakers he, or something you're like you motherfucker yeah. like, he, he forgives the guy that yeah. jumped in the passenger seat because yeah. he was just along for the ride you know yeah. it was right. really the other guy that was yeah. the leader of it. And so you, well, you forgive the other guy to look like a good person and then beat the ever-loving shit out of the other guy. But, but, <laughs> but the thing is, here's here's what I realized also. The villain of the movie wouldn't actually be either one of these guys. It'd be the, the villain police. of this movie would probably be whoever is playing DP. Because for, <laughs> I would say a good calendar year after this happened, he made fun of me about it every single 
fucking day. He changed his fantasy baseball team name to Shoeless Carjackers at one point. <laughs> That's how much he was on my fucking case about this. Ooh, so nice, like, even dude. at any point during the movie where I'd be like, I don't know if I'm going to fight, I'd be like, pussy! Like in the back. <laughs> that would be DP's character. I don't know who would play him. It's like Bob D- DP's like yeah. regularly making visits to the penitentiary and like talking to the guys. <laughs> yeah, because DP's got a vested interest in it. He's putting down a big bet, or you know, he's yeah, got money yeah. riding on both sides. <laughs> I got my whole life savings on it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that, that, and I that could be, be a, a fun idea. story arc. I have my whole life savings bet on this fight, but we don't know who I bet on throughout the movie right (laughs) we just know i'm stirring the pot because these dudes are training in jail so like i'm I'm training a gym it's gonna be interesting so i'd watch that movie Uh, yeah be interesting but anyways love it so all right uh, i'll go next so 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 i uh, there is one story in my life that i mean i i kind of feel like fucking burke kreischer with the machine story my story uh i went to an insane clown posse concert one night and i ended up putting a cop in a headlock um, so I, I don't think i've ever told it on the podcast but i i've told it so many times so wait, wait, I'll, real I'll, quick is there anything that you could incriminate yourself with by telling the story now? uh no no yeah, at this go. point it's been long enough so i'm good this was quite a while ago uh God, this is like 96, 97. It was right after dad died, which is why I was such a mess at the time. But oh, you're listening to Insane Clown Posse. Yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give the broad strokes on what happened at this Insane Clown Posse concert. Um, uh, we'll put it this way. I got way, way drunker than I intended to. Like, was that uh, shit you were drinking that night? It, it was Aftershock? Uh, Aftershock, yes. And so it was me and my buddy Jim, and I thought we were sharing the bottle. But as it turned out, every time I passed it to him, he didn't actually take a sip. And so I almost drank the whole bottle, and I got insane. Like, as drunk as you can get without dying, and Mm -hmm. the only reason I didn't die is because I ended up in the hospital getting my stomach pumped. (laughs) What is is Aftershock? Oh, it's like cinnamon, cinnamon sh- yeah, whiskey yeah. or cinnamon schnapps or something like that. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Uh, not good. I, I haven't drank it since that night and never will again. But uh, basically, here's how the story goes. is we, we, we get to this Insane Clown Posse concert. Um, we go in. I'm so drunk. I'm just being a belligerent asshole. And I get kicked out of the concert three times. And I know you're thinking like, well, how can you get kicked out of the same concert three times? Once you get thrown out, aren't you out? (laughs) No. What what happened was the first time I got thrown out, like the bouncer took me in to one of like the side emergency exit doors and threw me out. Couldn't have done that. Right. And my first thought was, oh, why don't I just run back to the front, show them my ticket stub and they'll let me back in. And sure enough, that's what happened. So I get back in. I come back. I'm looking for my buddy, Jim. Uh, I finally catch back up with him. And by the time I do, that same bouncer sees me again and kicks me out again. And third, same door on the side of the floor. Boom, we're out. But this time, Jim's with me. And I was about to run around front. And my buddy's like, 
Oh, no, no, hold on. Last time you got thrown out, I came out to look for you, didn't see you. And so I was looking around and I found this door over here that's unlocked. <laughs> and so we go in the unlocked door and it leads to backstage. And so now here we are backstage of the Insane, Insane Clown Posse concert. And uh, I I don't know. Again, this shit's hazy for me. But I, I from what I understand, like one of like the band members or roadies or someone with the band saw us there and was like yelling at us to leave. And I guess I might have thrown a punch at him. I don't know. But, you know, we, he kicked us out of the backstage. We, you know, got back out front just as the concert ended and we're leaving. And the third time I got kicked out was the concert was over. And some fucking bitch just like looked <laughs> at me and goes, hey, he's already been kicked out of here. What's he doing here? And so oh, some cop bitch. was like, oh, really? And starts like pushing me. And he's got his hands on my back, just pushing me out the door. And the whole time it was like, dude, I'm leaving. Concert's over. You don't have to push me. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Don't push me. And he just kept pushing and pushing. And so at one point, I just kind of sidestepped. And when I did, he stumbled forward. And I just, I, I grabbed him in a headlock and <laughs> turned and banged his head into the wall. Oh, shit. And then I got the ever-loving shit kicked out of me by yeah. the other cops around. Oh, oh wow. they fucking laid into me. But luckily, it was an insane clown posse concert. So all the people leaving were like, hey, fuck you, pigs. And so <laughs> they didn't want to start an incident. So they just let me go. The Booker Man uh, was one of them. The Booker Man yeah. was there. Was Not with DP. Go. He was just there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just had, he had his juggalo face. Um, yeah. And so, you know, it, uh, I ended up somehow getting home and getting my stomach pumped. But yeah, I was I was there when he got home. That was yeah. fun. I couldn't get him out. He was passed out in the back of a fucking tiny Hyundai. I couldn't get him yeah. out of the back. They had to call an ambulance for me. So then the firefighters beat him up too, which was a lot of yeah. fun. I was there for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, firefighters because he tried mess. to fight them too. Oh yeah. Jesus. Oh, he got yeah. him out of the car and he woke up and he I threw a punch at one of them. Like and said, then it had been months since my dad died. I was in bad shape. He uh, also drew. He also drew the EMT crew that had this dude for that I used to see at my gym that was like two, like built like a fucking linebacker. You drew that guy that night too, which was Just not fun. Yeah. Luck. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So, but how does that how does that equate to a movie? Okay, so he, here's where the movie works: is all that stuff happens, but it's slightly different because you know you want your main character to be likable. So instead of being a belligerent drunk prick that gets kicked out all those times, it's just a series of misunderstandings, right? Like, okay. you know, like some shit happens, like someone else shoves me into the bouncer and I get kicked out right. and all that goes down. And then when we end up backstage, instead of just some random roadie or whatever that we run into, it's the actual insane clown posse. It's Violent J and Shaggy Too Dope. And they are real assholes to us. What and like they, they sick their freaking bodyguards on us and the bodyguards beat us up. And then I'm getting thrown out and the cops beat us up. And this is all just the first act. The rest of the movie is going to be like a Harold and Kumar type buddy comedy movie mm -hmm. where the two of us just follow the insane clown posse around the country trying to exact our revenge <laughs> ruin all their shows go, 
going to city to city to try and ruin their concerts and fucking get back at them. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love it. Oh, that'd be so oh, like good. Right? All these like intricate plans. Like yeah. that movie Dirty and, Work. Yeah. And you know, and it's just a buddy comedy. But again, <laughs> like it, it's gotta start off with an op without me being the drunk belligerent prick. It, it's gotta right, be different right. so the you know the, the the audience will like the protagonist, but but all that other stuff, yeah. That that's act one and the rest is just yeah, insanity that happens as we follow the inclined insane clown posse around to try and fuck them up <laughs> as, as a viewer i would like like if you if you were uh what do, what do they call it when they do like the uh test screening um the mm-hmm. notes as 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 one of those participants i want to see the scenes where you end up getting beat up by a group of civil servants like mm. you, oh, I yeah, want to see you be get beat there. up by a group of firefighters I want to see you get oh. beat up by a group of paramedics I want to <laughs> yeah. see you get yeah. beat up by a group of Jehovah's Witnesses like yeah, every yeah, time yeah, like yeah, you I just end that. up and getting your ass kicked by a group be of people because of the insane clown policy right. but you don't <laughs> hold a grudge beaten, against them it's just not because of them it's and, ICP. Yeah, then I go every time you get beat revenge. up by yeah, every time you get beat up, it's even that could be a misunderstanding, right? Like, you know, you, you want to know? Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you want to know like a funny little thing you could sneak in there too that happened that night was before, mm-hmm. right before DP got home, I had ordered Domino's. <laughs> so the Domino's guy showed up as the firefighters were kicking the shit out of DP. Well, I was he like, jumps I was in like, then too. I was like paying the guy him. for my pizza. He's like, yeah. "What's going on?" I'm like, "Don't worry about it." And he's just like, here, take the pizza. And he runs over and starts throwing shots in on me. Yeah, you accidentally scratch scratch his uh his little Buick Beretta with like the rivets on your pants. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, what the fuck? He comes over there and starts kicking you. Oh, goodness. Is it Buick that makes the Beretta? Who makes the Beretta? Uh, that was Chevy. Yeah, Chevy, Chevy Beretta. Beretta. Yeah. AJ's boy Dave Bosworth. He's the driver. Chevy Beretta. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I forgot. <laughs> Anyways, well, those are three good movies. Yeah. AJ couldn't come up with anything. I actually, AJ, I actually have one for you. Ooh. What if one of the what if the time you fell off your skateboard and smashed your face off the cement? What if that somehow gave you like some type of superhero type power? Right. Oh, okay. like um, Chris, man. <laughs> Christopher Walken, and then what was that movie? The Dead Zone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What if like the asphalt like got in? You know, like suddenly like they try to like what? What's the uh, what's that? Um, uh, uh, Phenomenon. What, what, no, one of the, one of the X Men. One of the X Men. It was like all steel. Remember fucking mm-hmm. Deadpool punches him in the dick. Yeah, Colossus. Yeah. What if it's like that? Right, he can all of a sudden turn his body to asphalt. Yeah, it's pretty dope. I like That'd it. Be pretty cool. I, I do have one more. It's it, not a movie, but it's a, a TV series, and it's us. Actually, I, I, I do. Th- there's AJ. Oh, you yes, did? Sorry. You said okay because you said oh. the pre-show that you didn't. All right, all right. Sorry. I I didn't, and I came up with one. Okay, we've been talking for so long. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Sorry, AJ. <laughs> um, I'll keep this really, really short. Um. I don't know if you guys know this, but I used to work at Blockbuster Video. Whoa. Uh, what? I don't Who? think so, no. I've never even heard of that. Back place. in the early 2000s, the late 90s, early 2000s. And I used I was like the acting manager at our East Boston location. And Mark, if you don't know, East Boston is a shithole. It's like <laughs> one of the worst parts Whoa. of Boston. It's one oh, of the yeah. worst, most dangerous parts of Boston. Yeah. It's like near right. Chelsea. I, go to buy I, drugs. I honestly yeah. Wait, didn't what? know that. I've heard of like Southie <laughs> and stuff like that. No, 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 no. This does not compare. It's really it's it's okay. it's danger. No one's there, DP. Okay, good. So 
I was running that store for a little while, and uh, one night, I, late at night, I get calls from um, like our security of the cops, and like it was one of those places where you pull the crates down in front of the store after you close. It's one of those places, right? <laughs> and I get a call. Apparently, uh, somebody had uh, broken into the store, broken into the office, broken into the safe, and stolen a bunch of money. What? Yeah. But it turns out they came in through the back door, which happened to be unlocked. They ran to the front of the building where the office was, kicked down the door, which was kind of flimsy, just like you could see it on camera, just ran and like, you know, like drop kicked the door and then knew <laughs> knew the combo. So it turned out to be an inside job. It's the right, right. It was an employee. He had taken out the trash that night, left like the emergency door just open for a way to get in. Watch the manager that night, the assistant manager, like, do the combo to open the vault, memorize the combo, and, like, did it all in the dark, just boom, 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 boom. Wow, God, wow. Of... a pro. What? Yeah, so because when I came, the grates were still down and locked. I'm like, how the fuck are robots? <laughs> <laughs> so, what yeah, if the a- AJ move... thought he was going to have to put up a banner that said, I assure you, we're open? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> shoe polish or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, so at one point, like, I don't know if someone has some loose lips and, or plus I started to piece it together a little bit. I found out who it was. It was this, I won't say his name. You might hear me come back and try to kill me. Stupid. <laughs> he, uh, I started piecing it together. What if the movie was, I went to the cops with it. They wouldn't listen to me. They're like, get out of here, kid. You know, like this. And I start doing the investigation <laughs> yeah, myself. Yeah. I just They'll go chase some waterfalls, which takes, yeah. <laughs> and it takes me down like these like dark alleys and seedy paths of like East Boston. And it turns out to be this wild conspiracy theory or something. Oh, I love he it. He did the robbery to distract from some other. I was going to say. Oh, going oh, okay. It goes, right, it goes bigger. Right. It's bigger oh, than yeah. I know. It goes above me. Oh my right. God! What the hell is the overall scheme? Like they just did it. That was just a diversion. Yeah, it was a diversion. It was a diversion, <laughs> and, I, and I figured that out. And then people are coming after me, trying to kill me because I, I know too much. Right. That's when Along you confront the guy. Code. Yeah. You, you confront the guy in his apartment, and you've got him by the shirt collar, and you're like getting the information out of him, and then a stray bullet comes through the window and you turn around. <laughs> the guy on the uh, escape ladder and- on the uh, no, <laughs> on the other side, the next building, a guy running down the stairs in a trench coat in the rain. Yeah. And the story gets bigger. I'll tell you, East Boston was a dangerous, dangerous place. I never felt safe there, so it would be like an interesting backdrop for something a good like na- that. What's a good name for that? What's a good name for that movie? Store Manager. Like what? Like what's like a good like blockbuster detective? <laughs> Blockbusted. <laughs> there it is. There it oh, is. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nicely you know the sad done, part Marky. is that's probably how like most like creative meetings go in Hollywood is like right, yeah, right there. <laughs> no, that's good, AJ. I forgot. I remember you telling me that story. Yeah. It was a long fucking time ago, but I do remember that. The dude quit soon after. I mean, it was so obvious. He quit soon after, got a job in got a job in like some it's like unarmed security gig or something. Yeah. Falls up to work at a, a brand mall new or something. Hire Beretta. anybody, yeah. 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 What Same are those no show jobs that they get in the mafia, right? Yeah. <laughs> he did one job for them and now he gets a no show job. He gets a payroll job. Yeah. yeah. So 
Yeah, it was pretty interesting. That's a good one. Uh, You know what, fellas? I'd go see all these movies. That sounds pretty good. I would absolutely see every single one of these movies. It's great. All right. And and, and real quick, uh, I'll keep this short. I got one more. It'll be a TV show, but the TV show is called The Movie Council. And it's just (laughs) the four of us kind of uh, It's Always Sunny style. We're just, you know, going to movie premieres and reviewing movies and getting into hijinks and mm. <laughs> but yeah mm. uh, a tv show about the four of us running the movie council i think could be fucking funny it's it's sort of be like, like, it would sort of be like the league or like yes. curb yeah 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. bald go, asshole go ahead and ball all that together it's a hate crime <laughs> anyways all right. Well, those are good. Those are good. I actually I like have those. That worked out way better yeah. than I even. What's the name imagined. of that episode? What's the name of that episode? Trick or treat. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, there's so much in that. There's so much. Okay, we can we can do that episode. Yeah, but they pack so much in 30 minutes. Oh, it's fucking like, Cobb salads. Graffiti, Cobb yeah. salad. Bob Cobb. Speaking of which, AJ, I got a text from your boy Scooter earlier today. He was outside, he was at the Brown Derby restaurant. He was very excited. <laughs> good. All right, boys. So <laughs> this has been, <laughs> it's been an interesting <laughs> night already. <laughs> I like I, I I've been trying to get the urge for years to write again, and now I just I literally have four fucking movie ideas in my head, right? Just based on that <laughs> shit. So I appreciate it. it's so good. Um, but we do we as as promised, we did some uh, watch some movies this week that we're going to review a couple of new ish movies that came out uh, this year, both free on Hulu. Um, so mm-hmm. if um, if you're listening to this podcast and you want to listen to these, uh, watch these movies first before you listen to what we say, go ahead and do that if you have Hulu. Um, the first one that we're going to talk about is, um, again, just came out this year, uh, directed by Brandon Cronenberg. Alexander, it, uh, Alexander Skarsgård is in it. Mia Goth are the stars. And it is called Infinity Pool. Um, I think it's interesting that we're going to do this one because uh, it is – very um it's not shocking when it comes to brandon cronenberg how different the critics feel about a movie and then how the fans feel about a movie because real quick brandon cronenberg for you don't know he's the son of david cronenberg fantastic director but a whack job in its own right oh yeah you know some of his movies are fucking weird but before he did infinity pool brandon cronenberg did a movie called anti-viral um and it's going to give you the um rotten tomato scores audience gave it 65 um sorry excuse me critics gave it 65 audience gave it 40 that wasn't that far off however his next movie called possessor the critics gave it 94 uh fans 59 Mm. now we get into tonight's movie infinity pool where the critics gave it 87 fans gave it 51 so we're talking every time you know especially with the last two movies we're talking 35 40 point difference here um, so the, it's obviously uh, a very divisive movie, um, which isn't shocking. Real quick, uh, it was originally an NC-17 movie, uh, but they really wanted the, the, yeah, they wanted the R, so they did cut some shit out of it to get it down to R. Uh, and what, what was first, it, it premiered at Sundance, and it premiered as the NC-17 uh, version. Um, and then obviously when it came to more mainstream theaters, it um, they, they cut some shit out to get to R. So, um, hold on, lost something. It was filmed. I know the the movie is set like in kind of I, te- I think technically a fictional town, but they did yeah. a lot of the shots in Croatia, um, some in Canada as well. 
Um, but that's about it. I, uh, to set it up for the night, I'm going to kick this over to Marky because Marky is kind of our resident horror uh, guy. He's our horror expert. Um, the number one horror guy, the reigning defending undisputed <laughs> horror guy. Um, that's Marky. So Marky, why don't you set up infinity pool? Like um, if you want to read something that's, that's cool. And then give us your own quick synopsis. And then if you want to kick it around to us, do it how you want. Yeah. So I I thought, I mean, shamelessly that I'd start with reading the rotten tomatoes synopsis. It's always uh, the best one. Yeah. TW, best you, one. you had mentioned it at one. I used to always go to IMDB and then you had mentioned mm-hmm. rotten tomatoes was better. And sure enough, it is so much better. Mm-hmm. So let me go ahead and lay it on you here. While staying at an isolated island resort, James, played by Alexander Skarsgård, and M, played by Cleopatra Coleman, are enjoying a perfect vacation of pristine beaches, exceptional staff, and soaking up the sun. But guided by the seductive and mysterious Gabby, played by Mia Goth, they venture outside the resort grounds and find themselves in a culture filled with violence, hedonism, and untold horror. A tragic accident leaves them facing a zero-tolerance policy for crime. Either you will be executed, or if you're rich enough to afford it, you can watch yourself die instead. So the movie is uh, creepy from the jump, Mm -hmm. and it gets weirder and more fucked up the longer you watch it. Um, By the end... And you can see where that decisiveness is. Like people are like, "What the fuck did I just watch?" I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, David Cronenberg. I haven't seen Possessor yet, but I'm going to start looking into other things that Brandon Cronenberg has done. Um, you know, and, and just the title when it popped up, Infinity Pool, on the screen, I, I said something to my wife. I was like, "Oh, that's neat." You don't yeah. normally you don't normally see the uh, text of the title reach like all sides of the screen that's interesting and she, she was like almost like it's an infinity pool and i was right, like yeah. oh my head just exploded oh my god <laughs> but uh and then the opening shots they've got this weird tilt cam uh uh you mentioned it was uh, a lot of croatia beautiful backdrop and this yeah. resort what a beautiful ran. place yes Jesus. gorgeous um very interesting characters uh very pretty people with alexander skarsgård and uh, the lady that plays uh, M, Cleopatra Coleman, Mia Goth is a knockout. She's relatively new to the scene. She was the uh, uh, lady that played in the movie X and then the uh, sequel to X, Pearl. Um, I haven't seen Pearl yet, but those are really good. Very violent, classic slasher type movies. Yeah. And this movie, not only is it gory, but it gets into this fun for me fun uh social experiment is uh, i guess a, a, a way of describing it so there's this fictional technology in the movie and they just gloss over it they're just like here we can make a copy of you a clone and we will execute this clone for the crimes that you have committed. It costs a lot of money, but it makes the people happy. They get to see you die. And they don't even just, they never talk about how it works or, you know, everything that goes into it. It's just like, we have a cloning machine. That's not important. What's important is the clone and what happens to you psychologically after this. So, you know, 
it, he ends up getting involved with these rich pricks that uh, go to this resort a lot, and they have been intentionally committing crimes to get themselves cloned, to watch themselves die because they get off on it. And so they're committing crimes, uh, orgies, and he, you know, drugs. And then the biggest thrill for them is like seeing themselves get executed. Um, we find out that James, that this crew that he's been brought into, they are just playing with him like they are with this island. They're they are he is their new toy, their new plaything, and it's it ends up being like kind of I don't know for me it was more fucked up to see how hmm. broken he got. You know, his wife was there with him. She left. He ends up, you know, banging all these people. Hmm. He ends up killing himself or beating himself up. And it, to see him get tortured, that ended up being the most emotionally damaging part of the movie for me. Um, maybe the weird orgies. And I think they they slipped some penetration in there, by the way. You said it was originally an NC-17 movie. There was an orgy montage. I could have swore... I saw penetration in there. It was real quick. <laughs> they slipped. You know it over. when you see it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I could keep rambling about this movie. I really enjoyed it. It's really fucked up. There's parts about it that I want to pick your guys' brains about, but mm-hmm. I, I want to let you guys speak on it, and then I'll circle back to some of these scenes that I'm thinking on. So, um, anybody want to go next? Or you want me to pick somebody? Pick. All right, AJ. Damn. He's rolling. I was his hoping eyes. to go last. Alright, I'll go next I've, then. I you really know, struggled I... with this one. <laughs> oh, I struggled with this topic. What you got, D Pizzle? Alright, so um I I I wasn't a fan of this movie. Uh got like like th- there was a lot in it that I thought was interesting. Um, uh, some of the questions it brings up, it, it makes you think of these kind of philosophical questions of like, what makes you, you like if they made a perfect genetic copy of you and then put all your memories into that genetic copy, is that you or not? Because you, you kind of can't tell throughout the movie. It almost seems like, the genetic copy they make is the one that goes on. I think and the so. original one of you is the one that gets killed. I think so. So uh, like it, it made me think of that stuff. And I thought that was kind of interesting, but goddamn, the way they went about it was just so, so over the top with the fucking imagery and like the weird fucking camera angles and, shit like that that just kind of ruined it for me um uh, like i think there's a good story in there i just don't think they handled it very well i don't think they did it right it it, it was it was just weird and like intentionally weird which seems pointless to me like there, there's good shit there and like 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 me goth was fucking awesome in this movie like her performance was great. Her, the that like, uh, I I don't know, like femme fatale ish, you know, character she played where she's you know 
trying to entice Alexander Skarsgård's character, James. <laughs> like that scene when he goes, like they're at the beach and he goes mm. to take a piss. Like, whoa. <laughs> like, I get how he would be super into her. Um, yeah. Any girl that jacks you off while you're pissing. I mean, right. You got to be and, into that broad, right? Yeah. And, and there's all, yeah, uh, other stuff that was cool. Like, so, so when they left to go to the beach, right? Um, you know, they get in the car and they leave the resort. And my first thought is like, all right, if you're leaving a resort that has like steel fences and razor wire on top of the fences, maybe you shouldn't be leaving that resort, right? But like, DP, right? that's not uncommon. Yeah. I mean, that's so many places. But by the end, I actually thought, oh, maybe that razor wire is to keep the guests in <laughs> versus keeping yeah. people out, yeah. which I thought protect was cool. The, like, that shit, I was like, oh, that's yeah. fucking cool. But overall, he just got too fucking artsy and tried to be like, oh, look, I'm an artiste. And it, it didn't fucking work for me. It was a good story with some good performances, but the execution sucked for me. I didn't like it. Like, I didn't hate the movie, but I didn't fucking like the movie at all. Okay, so, DP, if I could jump in, only because it's weird because I agree with most of your points. Mm -hmm. It definitely got way too artsy at times. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, some of, like, the strobe scenes and the hallucinations right? and yeah. the orgy like, and like whether she's much. breastfeeding him at that point like right? It, it yeah. got, you're right she puts the, it got the, way the too blood artsy. around her nipple and breast and then him. right and then like at the same time like it got like overly gory at times um so it was almost oh like yeah it was, it was like it was confusing like it was supposed to be a gore fest or an arty movie or a horror like and anytime you try to like do too much it just makes the movie seem disjointed Yes. That all being said, and I and I honestly can't even articulate exactly why. Maybe it's just I'm fucked up. I don't know. But I actually really liked this movie. And right. I, I again, all I can't. Right. I I don't. Again, again, I see the flaws. I absolutely do. But there's mm-hmm. things I liked about it. For one, what a fucking unique story. I mean, when you take a guy like That's Brandon, cool I, I I like guys like Cronenberg who are not afraid to take chances and push boundaries. You know, I think we need a little more of that. Um, sometimes, not all the time. Um, but like, I don't know, what a unique idea, really disturbing, but like really cool symbolism at times. Um mm-hmm. again, I agree with you. I thought Mia Goth stole the show. I oh, thought yeah. Starsguard was good. Um, that girl that played M, her lips were throwing me off. Those they were too <laughs> it was distracting. Uh I, I that but um Listen, what I think what I liked about it, it was like this fucking crazy character deconstruction of a movie where they just, mm-hmm. they just, especially Skarsgård, where they just destroyed him and then, you know, kind of tried to build him up again. And it was like this, this like, um, this like crazy movie filtered through like attractive people doing despicable things. You know, I don't know. I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. I thought it was different. AJ, AJ, uh, great tights everywhere, right? I mean, just mm. a lot of great tights going Jesus around. Jesus Christ, man. I God. mean, terrific. Wow. Um, you know, wow. I know that's up AJ's alley. So I just wanted to make sure he and I recognized. No, it isn't. <laughs> but, um, but oh, also, by the way, the scene <laughs> where I actually fucking howled laughing was when. 
all of their clones all got killed at the same time and they were all in the bleachers laughing laughing and cheering (laughs) i was like holy shit like that i did not i didn't i didn't see that coming um so look like like i said it definitely lost me with like weird shallow overly artistic attempts that I think he could have cut those out. I think the movie mm-hmm. just steer into how vicious and crazy it is and stop trying to be so artsy. Right? I, yeah, I absolutely agree with you. And I actually don't even really see it as a horror, more of more of like a psychological thriller than a horror. But um yeah. I don't know. I um I, I can't again, this has all the hallmarks of a movie that I should hate. Um but I liked it. I don't know why. Again, I I, I think it's just that I, I really enjoyed where do you come up with that fucking idea? I think I just really love the creative process for it. Um, and if look, honestly, if I had that type of money, I'd probably do the same fucking thing. Just mm. saying. Um, so I don't know. I don't, I don't, I can't exactly articulate why, but I enjoyed it. So I know AJ hated it, which is okay. AJ, but, uh, but tell AJ, them how shitty this movie but was. But AJ, can you, can, but before you do, can you at least admit great tights, right? Everywhere. They were great. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just, I'm sorry. I just can't with this movie. I can't. Can we talk about Ry Lane? No, like, listen, hold on. Give no, no, us your, like your opinion on it. Come again, on, again, no, I want, I want to hear because, again, I, I don't even know why I shouldn't have liked it, but I did. All right, look, I, I, the reason I brought this film up is because I'm on record. I loved Possessor. Right. It was one I of my favorite that. movies of the year it came out a couple years ago. I didn't back, see that. I, or three years ago, whatever. I really liked it, but the difference between that movie and this movie, and the same direct with being the same director, is that Possessor was like leaned more into like just a cool sci-fi story, mm-hmm. uh, with like with horror of very violent elements. He's a violent director. That's right. uh, just what he's he's doing. That's, that's like his too. thing. That's his aesthetic, but that artsy stuff that got sprinkled into this thing. I didn't like, I'll tell you that it started off like kind of hooking me a little bit. I was like, what's the central mystery here. And even when they explained to me, like what, what was going to happen to, to Skarsgård's character, Jamesy, um, what was going to happen to him? Like I still was on board. I was like, okay, that's, I guess that's kind of interesting from a psychological standpoint. Like, yeah, he's got to sit there and watch himself die. And then the wife says to him, like, in bed that night, like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Like, how could you? Because he smiled. He smiled. Right. How could you watch that? How could you, like, like yeah. But, like, yes, it was overly violent. The kids stabbing him in the stomach. They had to, like, show me that over and over again and i was like okay fine yeah but i felt like over and over and over (laughs) and over and over and oh it got so ridiculous yes there's a lot of blood there and a lot of stabbing and a lot of like (laughs) the child doing the killing that was just it was Mm -hmm. just it was it was very very viscerally violent you know what i mean um over the top so i would suggest the home invasion was very violent and over the top and showy. And I don't know, a lot of this just felt like there was like shock for the sake of shock sometimes. Okay. And I was at some point I was like, okay, when's the next time you're going to shock me? And I'd lost the shock lost all its, all its value 
to me. Like there was no more shocking me. Like you already, you did it, Brandon. I get it. Rich people can get away with shit. Like I get it. Um, so the the sort of preachiness and the artsy stuff really turned me on and off, and it wasn't what I was expecting from a Brandon Cronenberg film based on what I had seen with Possessor, which I really really liked. So yes, his films are divisive. This one just I land on the side of the you know the audience more than I land on the side of the critics here. Like mm-hmm. I, I just. I didn't. I didn't like it at all. And yes, Mia Goth is Mia Gothing the shit out of this. She Mm -hmm. she's She's doing a really. She does a good job. But even her performance, like, was like very over the top. Eventually, yeah. That point when she's sitting on the hood of the car, and like they're following him. Yeah, it was a bit much. Yeah, yeah. Right. It was. It was a. Some of it was just kind of obnoxious. Like, you're hitting me over the head with your with your message. Yeah, and you're, and especially you know I mean? that scene where he has to fight the the other version of him, the the dog. I didn't like that him. either. Yeah, uh, that that whole thing of him beating again that version of him to so, death. So yeah, like, we got it. On, we so we got we get what you're saying, dude. <laughs> Come on. Right, and so Tim, so so you know, for all the reasons you say, this is a movie you usually would hate. It's T.W. It's, T.W. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for all the reasons. He said, "Oh, this is the kind of movie that I always hate." Is do. is why I hated it. Okay? I should have. I should have. Right? I, I don't hated know why. all I don't, that stuff. I don't I hate, know why I liked it. I, I didn't understand. Like, oh, we're doing this hallucinogenic thing, and now we need all these wild colors and this kaleidoscope that whatever. Like, I don't need all that. Like, it just didn't. It didn't work for me at all. None of that worked for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't like, like it. Yeah, have a it little left more. A bad, it left a bad you. taste in my mouth. How about yeah. that? Uh, like come- have a little more faith in your audience that yeah. we, we know what hallucinogenic yeah. shit does to you. When you're telling a story, you don't have to go. When you're telling a story, overboard. have a point. It makes it so much more enjoyable for the listeners. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Let's get back to Mark because he's, he's, he's yeah. dying. Again. So it's fine. So I'm done. I'm done. I didn't like this. I'm sorry. I, I I appreciate. I, I, I TW. You probably. I think you said it. Uh, director taking chances. That's what he does. But you know mm-hmm. what? If you take big swings, sometimes you're gonna miss. You know, yeah, yeah. I think he yeah, missed yeah. here. I'm with you, AJ. Holy shit, AJ and I are on the same page. <laughs> on the so write down this page. fucking date. No. In movie council history. AJ and DP agree. I was gonna say Holy it's not as shocking. Actually, well, no, I don't think that's that's shocking because you and I have always have the same top ten list. Clearly, that's so. true. Yeah, but I wanted to come back around to me and do uh, a little bit of a, a rebuttal, if I could. Or maybe mm, just explain do. my case a little bit more. Yeah. So yeah. like I said, I haven't seen Possessor. Maybe if I had seen that prior to this, I might be less, uh, you know, uh, less of a fan of this one. But this is my first Brandon Cronenberg. Um, so for me, it was in, on one part enjoyable to see uh, a new director, his first piece. I agree that there were scenes that were over the top. Uh, especially the montage, like the drug montage um, that was over the top, but there was a part of it that uh, I enjoyed in that, you know, it starts out with him having sex with Mia Goth. And then all of a sudden it transitions into like an orgy almost seamlessly. Like I was watching it. I'm like, Oh shit. The old guys are there. I'm like, Oh shit. The old guys are fucking. And like, you know, so the way that kind of melded, it, it the montage in a way kind of made sense for me um the visceral violent scenes 
those I uh, I thought worked because of the acting performance from the the characters in it. The scene where uh, Alexander Skarsgård first dies, where he gets stabbed by the boy. Skarsgård's performance of him pleading to M that yeah. was heart wrenching. Yeah, that was very upsetting. Um, oh, so that, yeah, I, I forgot about that shit. That part, you know, like so that, you know, and then and then uh, you, one of you guys mentioned it. He smiles at the end. There's so I'm watching it, and then there's just a slight, ever so slight upturn of a smile from Skarsgård in the bleachers. I'm like, oh fuck, he's smiling. He enjoyed I, that shit. Yeah, 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 I actually rewound it to like, did I see that right? Right. And then the same with the home invasion. It was. Uh, it started out over the top and just kind of, uh, you know, they were drunk and just throwing shit, smashing shit. <laughs> and it looked like they were just there to like, you know, smash and grab and steal. And then when it turned into a shooting, it felt much heavier to me. Like, you know, then fast forward a little bit further. They're all in their white gowns and they're cloned and the guards come in and they're like, finally, we've been waiting here forever. So they- good. They bring mm-hmm. them in and they all get killed. And it's not until like it, the camera pans over and you see them in the bleachers. So there was, you know, all that to so me, good. It, it all that to me made sense for why it was done. I right. agree. See, that it was I, over the top, but I thought that was really cool. That whole idea of like, uh, you can get away with murder. Mm-hmm. And how would you react if you could just get away with murder? I, yeah. I thought that was a cool concept. I just hate how he handled it. Yeah. Actually, Marky, let me ask you a question real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I liked about the movie too, and again, I I haven't been able to quite articulate or even even figure it out in my brain why I like this movie as much as I did. But like, Marky, remember when they were all in the shuttle back to the airport and they yes. just started talking about their real lives again? Like, hey, yes. did you remember that? Like, that for me was like, oh my god! Like that or, or was at fucking- the airport terminal. That and, got me. And, oh, I hope to see you next year. And Mia Goth, <laughs> Mia Goth is just brushing him off like they just met five minutes ago. She's like, like "Hey, nice to nice to hang out with you. See you later." And by the way, the fucking ending with him just sitting there waiting for the monsoon. Yeah. So what do you I think? Don't know. I love it. Do you it. think the 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 scars guard that's in the chair in the monsoon? Do you think that's another clone, or do you think yeah. that's yeah. the same that's one? That's what I thought. Airport? Yeah, because I think he went home to M because he seemed very ready to go home to her. Yeah. But then, like, the clone stayed there. Like, that's, yeah. yeah. I think that was the idea. Some other clone um, is there. But, and the, man, the scars but he, are even different. In the, air, in the airport, he's got a scar on his lip, and he's got a scar on his yeah, forehead. Yeah, yeah, And then and, it cuts like, to him in the chair, and he's got no scars on his face. And he's sitting there in the chair, and then the monsoon's about coming, and he has that same little smile. Sorry, Marky. Marky has that same tiny smile that he had in the bleachers in that moment when the monsoon was coming. I thought it was super cool. All right, boys. Well, again, obviously, uh, a lot of different feelings about this movie. Shockingly, mm. Mark. Well, no, it's not shockingly that Marky and I align because we do more often yeah. than people think. Way more so than it's it way seems like more. you should, right? Our top yeah. 2022 list was almost identical. Same with our gangster flicks. Uh, but AJ and DP coming together for this one, that's that's shocking. That so, is very shocking. Yeah. Very. So, um, uh, well, but cause, again, because DP sees sense. Well, okay, that's fine. That's mm-hmm. fine. I, I don't know if you heard DP's story earlier about the insane clown posse concert. You think he had sense, but that, that's fine. But um, we'll uh, we're gonna move on to the next movie. We're gonna do our star ratings later on. <laughs> you like that full circle right there, DP? Yeah, that was um, beautiful. Really so was. we did watch another movie this week. Another one that's free streaming on. I think it's pronounced Hulu. Hulu, Hulu. yeah. 
Halu? You got it. Or is it Greg DP? Greg? Greg? Grug? Grug. Grug. I think it's Greg. <laughs> Technically, TP? Okay. Um, so uh, we watched another one. This is... We, could we have picked two? Different fucking movies? Opposite. Holy shit. <laughs> like shockingly polar opposite movies. Um, this one we picked... Uh, or also streaming on Hulu. It's called Rye Lane. Um, it's a British... British flick, uh, first time director. I will give you guys a quick, uh, Marky. Shockingly, this doesn't have a really um, in depth Rotten Tomatoes uh, movie info, but it's it's better than the IMDb. So I'll give you guys a quick synopsis just from um, Rotten Tomatoes again. This is what it's about. Yes, and Dom, two twenty somethings, both reeling from bad breakups, connect over the course of an eventful day in South London helping each other deal with their nightmare exes and potentially restoring their faith in romance. So again, very different than what we did uh, with Infinity Pool, which is good. I think I, I like the fact that we can be uh, diverse like that. We can do a lot of different, a lot of different shit. So uh, I'll run you guys, you know, the audience through it real quick. Um, again, if you are interested in this movie, stop listening, go watch it, come back. Uh, it'll be a way better experience for you. Trust me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, again, it's uh, it's a, a first time director. Uh, her name is Rain Allen Miller. Uh, it stars David Johnson and Vivian Opara. I looked them up. They're in some stuff. Uh, TV. Very, yeah, very new, very new actors. Um, real quick movie too. Only eighty two minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and nice it's um, and like 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 we said in the description, the, these two meet. After going through uh, some bad breakups, the one for Dom, the guy is, you know more about it. You unravel Yasses as we go through, go through the movie. Uh, but it's basically just two people who meet in a bad place, and they it's over the course of the majority of the movie is one day, and then the end, the last few minutes is another day. But right. um, it's just journey between these two, walking through South London and interacting with people and interacting with their exes and interacting with, um, you know, just the locals with food and different things. Um, and they get to know each other and they help each other heal. And like like it said, they go through the breakup process of everything they're, they're dealing with and some things are unraveled as we go. Um, I don't, I don't want to talk too much more because I think that's basically what it's about. And I don't want to give anything away. So I want to talk about how you guys felt about it. Now, I want to start with AJ. And I want to start with AJ because you were very upset about the first movie. And did, Rye, <laughs> did, I, did, did, did Rye Lane help with your with your frustration and anger at all? So I watched these on two different days. Thank goodness, right? Oh, I actually probably should have watched this right afterwards to cleanse mm-hmm. my palate. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know what? This is what amounts to an 82 minute like walk and talk type movie, right? Where yeah. they're walking around South London, talking and getting to know each other. They get into like little misadventures where she's like trying to, they're trying to steal a key from like the boyfriend's yeah. parents or whatever right. else. And they're doing these little things. They go, they're, they're trying to like out, you know, she, she, she takes them for like food at this restaurant and they're like, she's, you know, they're, they're just getting to know each other. And right. I, mm-hmm. I love this movie. Mm-hmm. It just warmed my heart. Like everything about this just made me so happy. And I know it's Marky's favorite genre, rom com. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but rom coms have come a long way in these last. Yeah, five, but 10 this years, one, so. this one's is in my eyes, and I'm maybe overstating it. And it's pretty special. Like these two are not very well known actors, but I think their chemistry was really, really good. Um, 
I love sort of like the little side characters, like the ex-girlfriend's <laughs> boyfriend who's yeah. his best friend. Eric. That dude, Eric, he's such a dumb shit. Like pissing that. in bottles at the restaurant. Like that's Fucking why he moron. got fired. Fucking idiot, right? And he just, the way he talks and he's so oblivious to everything. But Yaz, when she comes in to sort of like save the day for him at the at the restaurant. Fucking iconic. And, uh, yeah, that was unbelievable the way she sort of uh, took control of the situation and the way she kind of turned it around. It was like, you left this dude, this guy here for right. this loser? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, like this dude? Like, seriously? And she pegged her. She pegged her perfectly. Uh-huh. But you could yeah. also see some, oh. there was a lot of like really nice, subtle performances. Like the ex-girlfriend, you could see, like she was jealous. The moment Yaz came in, she had that. She had. Mm-hmm. You could see it on her face. She, she was, was wearing, sizing her up. She was wearing it, it on her face, and she was sizing her up, Marky. Right, and yeah, the interplay between them, and then um, you know, there were a couple like little tropes here and there that you see in rom coms, and like they had to obviously have a falling out to get together at the end. Like that's a very common rom com thing, but I think they handled it well, and it felt real. Like it felt like a real time they were having versus like like any sort of trumped up drama or something like it felt like a real time to them um mm-hmm. and it's done in real time so it feels like you're walking along with them in a way and um i really love this movie i thought mm-hmm. it was terrific i thought um the characters were just uh so likable and fun and 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 like i said authentic they were just real they felt like real people. Yeah. yeah. And it didn't hurt that, like, it wasn't, you know, some A-list actors or people you knew. They were just some virtual unknowns. And you just sort of, like, felt like you were sort of inhabiting their world in a way. And um, I really liked it. I thought it was, I hate, I know, yeah, I, sound, I sound like a chick right here. It was cute. No, like a cute way to it, you know? Well, um, so I... Sorry, AJ. No, no, no. I loved it. I, you guys can okay. go, on, go on. So what I want to do is I want to kick this to DP because I think this might be the first time. And we've done what? How many episodes? 100 episodes now? 200 100, episodes? This so? is 124. 124 episodes. This might be because I saw your reaction to how AJ felt about this movie. This might be the first time in 124 episodes that you two are on the same page. Not just about one, but about two movies. Mm-hmm. DP, talk to me about Rally. Yeah. Yeah, so listener, long-time listeners, sit down. <laughs> I 100% agree with AJ. <laughs> Holy shit, this movie is so fucking sweet. Mm-hmm. And like AJ said, these two main characters are so goddamn likable. Mm-hmm. Like, and they're the whole movie, and you really, you really fall in love with both of them. Um, uh, like I said, the uh, the male protagonist there. He just went through a breakup and he's so clearly fucking heartbroken. And the way she kind of comes in and saves him. And then you find out at the end, she's also just as fucking heartbroken. Mm -hmm, You know, mm -hmm, she mm kind of plays it off like she isn't to help him. And then when he finds out she's just as heartbroken, he helps her. And it just it it just plays out so, so beautifully. And uh, yeah, like I said, these two are great. I loved watching them. Um, and one of the other things, there is a couple, like when I first started watching it um, at the beginning, there are a couple of those like kind of artsy, like camera angles that they use and these different shots that 
you know, I you know, it's like, oh, look how artistic I am. But for some reason, in this movie, it works fucking totally works. perfectly. Totally works. Perfectly. It's Shot so perfectly. well done. Yeah. Like I this director fucking hit a home run. And yeah, all throughout it, you're rooting for both of them. You're on both like you know, because they both make mistakes throughout it, and yet you you know, you're still on both of their sides. Um, yeah, I absolutely fucking love this movie. It was adorable. Um yeah, it, like it's just it's just it, it's cute and it's it, it's heartwarming, and 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 that is just you know something th- that I personally love. I love watching a movie that by the end I feel fucking good, you know. And yeah, there's I, I I've been where he was like in the past. Like I've been. When I was, I got broken up with a lot mm. growing up. Like my fucking heart, yeah. it's got a broken. Thing. Yeah, got broken more than the Spanish announce table. Yeah, that way, you know, yeah. like yeah. I've at SummerSlam. Yeah. yeah, and and I get what he was going through, and she <laughs> was just so fucking great with the way she helped him, and yeah, and and it came full circle, and ended on such a beautiful note. Yeah, is this oh great great fucking rom-com one of my favorites i've seen in a long ass time yeah okay back to aj real quick i just want to say real quick that like you're right about all that stuff like heartwarming and cute and 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 the characters are like they're just vibing off each other in such a cool way but it also manages to not like be pretentious because it could have been right yes yeah it could have been pretentious Mm -hmm. something like this can definitely be pretentious, yes. but I don't. I think it managed to toe that line and not be. I think because of the work of the two leads, mm-hmm. like so they're you believable. It, yeah. Exactly. So yes. yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say mark you to the end because I think you guys already know how I feel about this, and I think we're gonna really set this up for mm-hmm. Marky to you know back clean up here, um, <laughs> and just see if he hits a fucking grand slam that breaks our hearts or or he just loves himself over it, but. Um, one thing that I, I first of all, can I just can we just do a quick shout out for the the Colin Firth fucking oh, right the, with the, the burritos burrito stand? The fucking Colin oh, Firth makes it appear. Oh yeah, yeah it's weird. It's so amazing, right? Super random. Um, mm-hmm. which I love. So, anyways, I just want to say um, before I kick, do kick it over to Marky, do you remember early on in the movie when she tells him about you know the breakup when she breaks up with the guy? Yeah, and uh, and he's like, that is fucking iconic. She, I think she tried to embody that afterwards. She's like, "Oh, mm-hmm. I'm iconic." That's why she. Just, I think it, she just like became such a badass, yeah. showing up at the restaurant, just like yeah. just being there, just like and, and she acted like she acted like she wasn't heartbroken, but she really she kept mm-hmm. it really close to the vest, which I thought was awesome. I actually thought for a minute, actually not for more than a minute, that it was going to turn out that like because I knew she was lying. I yeah, knew she, she was, was definitely lying. lying. Yeah, but I thought it was going to be oh her boyfriend died. I thought it was going to be that. And I'm mm-hmm. so happy they didn't do that. It was right. just so much. No, she just got her fucking heart broken. It's a t- typical goddamn mm-hmm. story. That then it would have been know. pretentious. Yeah, I would have hated that. But I honestly think this is one of the most honest entries into this genre that we have seen in a mm-hmm. really, really long time. And what an effective use of 82 minutes. I mean, yes. like, Jesus fucking Christ. It hooked you early on. It's just simple, but it hooks you. Uh 
and we could have all pictured how it was going to play out. We probably knew it, how it was going to end. It was going to be some grand mm-hmm. gesture in the end. We knew. It yeah, didn't oh, yeah. fucking matter because mm-hmm. it was just the characters were so lovable. You wanted them to win. You wanted them to end up together. And we've talked about this before. Like, just because what you wanted happened doesn't mean it was wrong. It was just yeah. they gave us what we wanted. It was enjoyable 82 minutes with great acting and unbelievable debut film. The I, th- I thought some of those shots, TP, we were talking about were great. I mm-hmm. thought the music, the beats to the movie were really fucking oh. cool. I, um, lo- I love that the album Low End Theory was at the yes. center. Of yeah, like, yeah. Five yeah, yeah, Calls Quest, Low End Theory, one of the best albums of but all man, time. The, the, thing that, the thing that stood out of this movie more than anything was just not even the necessarily the it is the chemistry, but it was just more like the energy between them. It was this yeah. yin and yang. That's the probably movie. the better word. Picked yeah. him up, mm-hmm. picked him up, picked her up. It was just back and forth, this whole movie that just kept you in it. Um, yeah. I fucking loved it. And and I knew going in how what the reviews were. So I had high expectations. Sure. So there were times where I had, through maybe the first 20, 25 minutes, I was like, I, I don't it's good, but I don't know. And then it's you know that that obviously that that restaurant part hit where she saved his ass with Eric who you know pissing in the bottles because you know, oh that that God. sports bar is so political that's why he got fired. Oh my God, God. Fucking guy. So they just hilarious. so you know he swiped on me on Twitter the other oh, on so Tinder the other Tinder, yeah. no no I didn't swipe on her well I didn't swipe on anybody like, it was so good <laughs> exactly it was so good that and oh some of the other side characters her ex boyfriend and like the the girl they were funny. Yeah, oh yeah, they were, the, the ex-boyfriend's um, family. They the were house funny there in the backyard. Mm-hmm. There, side the characters thing. were perfect. They just played their roles perfectly. Yeah, that's why I thought the the little details of the movie were really good too. So I've been going. Sorry, I thought I was going to talk less, but I loved it. But okay, can but, I just say one quick oh, thing before really Mark goes? Mark, just real quick. Really, I know, really Mark. I'm sorry, right routine you up, but we're set up for an alley oop. Is he going to dunk it or is he going to swat it? Right? I think that's going to be the question. <laughs> there is one more thing that I thought was awesome and really cool about the filmmaking of this is that um, near the beginning, that kind of fourth wall breaking aspect where the current of them were in the scene from the past of him, you know, getting the phone call from her and then sitting in the movie theater by himself. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There was was a few of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yaz was in the ex-boyfriend's apartment and the whole thing, like Mm -hmm. that part was... I I thought that was was more of a flashback. Cool filmmaking part of it. I thought that was awesome, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so, Marky, Marky, here's the question. Me, AJ, and DP... You're right by the hoop. We just fucking threw it up there for you. You, you get to either slam dunk this alley oop or swat it into the seventh row. <laughs> what are you doing? Where are you at with Riley and Marky? Tell us. I don't know if I'm going to slam dunk it. It's it's going to be a off the backboard, just lazy. <laughs> like tap a, in. Ta- a tap just, in? <laughs> yeah, like, and, and then I don't even watch, and I just walk back the other way. I know. <laughs> No, I'll let it go in just because I'm on the team. No, I, I did enjoy the movie. Yeah. Um, nice. I, I not gushing about it, um, but there were, uh, there were plenty of things that I found unique and uh, enjoyable. And really there wasn't 
there was next to nothing that I could talk bad about. It's just, it, you know, you guys talk about like how it didn't really hit that many uh, rom-com tropes. To me, it felt like it did. If I mean, besides the uh, unique characters, the unique uh, cinematography, um, the way it was shot and told, those were all unique. But the core uh, aspects of the plot, to me, felt very well trodden. No, Marky, real quick, I did, I did say that I thought I could have, I could have predicted this movie from the beginning. Right. Just, just to be yeah. fair. Right, right. No, no, no. There were some, especially sorry, that whole like, sorry, sorry where they sorry. kind of fall out of favor with each other, and right. then, and then yeah, reconnect. And, That's a total trope. And her, like, you know, going above and beyond to get him back. Like, I'm outside. I'm down yep, here. Yep. Like, oh yeah, know. grand gesture. Yeah. That's right, a right, right. total and, trope. And it was put, adorable though. They yeah. leaned into the that. People though. that yeah. wave at boats and people that don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then that's that's even part of it too, right? Like there's uh like a um a foreshadowing uh piece of conversation that comes back up, which isn't unique to rom coms. I mean that's obviously sprinkled throughout every type of movie. Lots of genres, yeah. Right, right. Um but the the scene with the um the boyfriend's family, you know, just the idea of putting him in an uncomfortable, unknown situation uh, mm-hmm. to help her get, you know, that also is, it was done differently, but it's not necessarily unique in itself. But <laughs> the, when he takes his phone and starts playing his music. Yes. <laughs> that was so good. And he's like, this is just ridiculous. Like, yeah, so the rose. All right, sorry. So, it, Dude, which it, by the way, Amazing song, great "The song, Rose" yeah. by Bette Midler. Oh, great song, mwah. Chef's Kiss. Great it was song. Breakup music. It was yeah. very well written. the The script was great. the The actors, and I've told you guys before, one of my favorite things is watching a movie or TV show and seeing actors knock it out of the park and not knowing them from anything prior. Yeah, that's awesome. And yeah. One of you guys touched on it. It's just because you get you get drawn into the story so much more when you're not thinking about like their past works or what you remember them from you. It's an easier way to get drawn into the story. Um, So, and the script is really well done. I love the color composition. Um, I thought that was beautiful. You know, it was super saturated, lots, just a rainbow of colors Mm -hmm. and it fit well with, in my opinion, it fit well with the plot because these are two young people that are almost unknowingly on a first date and they've got yeah that's a great point they've got butterflies they've got you know the world is roses they've got uh first date jitters but if i don't know if you guys remember like you know those first dates like everything is rosy everything is colorful like yeah. music is better like everything yeah. tastes better uh, yeah, everything's yeah, yeah. prettier that, that's a hot take right there yeah oh right. my god you're right and it was the first that. date they yeah. got that from i'm shocking that that was marky's take because <laughs> i thought i thought he was dead inside so right they I were mean, on a first date yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking the same thing watching it too like the the use of colors it um it reminded me of the movie her mm-hmm. with yeah. the, the, like yeah. the way the all the characters there that's clothing, what love feels everything. like, DP. Yeah. Yes, yeah, exactly. Just... With her, he was in love with the AI, but this, he's in love with the person. and Yeah. It, but yeah, it, the I get a vibe. I get a vibe. Fucking amazing. Sorry. DP, you had, you had mentioned it, um, but 
I think the favorite, my favorite part about the movie, and I, I felt was very unique, was that fourth wall breaking, when, mm-hmm. whenever one of them was telling a story, and there'd be the other one watching it from like, uh, yeah. almost like a theater perspective. Yeah. Um, yeah. At one yeah, point, I thought that was cool. Yeah, there was one looking down, and they even made a comment, and like while they're telling the story, they look up at him, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah this is when." Everybody this was like, "There was like a, a theater of forty of him yes. all like." At like one point, there was like, yeah, yeah. That, was, that was great, and they were so all unique. Cool. You know how long that would have taken to, sh- to shoot but, but, to film? Because like, they were all unique. And this that's is a directorial setting. debut. Like this is like this girl is legit. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. really interested to see what she does, and and I meant to say this too, like. And I, I wish I'd said this at the beginning of the podcast because now I feel like an asshole. These were two movies that were the standouts at Sundance. This is like these were two of the biggest Sundance movies this year. Yeah. Um, like this, the like these, I don't know if they won the fucking whatever jerk off award or whatever it's called, but <laughs> but they like these were huge at Sundance. People went bananas over these two movies. Mm-hmm. So the characters were great in this show. Like you guys have all said the things that I agree with. The, the yeah. side characters, that his best friend that's Eric. his Oh, yeah, Eric, yeah. such a fun character it's hilarious such a fun idiot just so such, unaware such a bozo completely yeah. unaware what she said I've got, she said i've got nice arms yeah <laughs> such a, yeah, such yeah. A, yeah that's what you should that's what you should be focusing right. on dude are you, are you gonna let her talk to me like this what she said i have <laughs> nice <laughs> arms yeah yeah so it's the the only thing i i really don't have anything bad to talk about the movie except for the fact that like i said the main plot, the main road it went down Little felt trippy. like something yeah. I had been down before. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the way it took me down that road was very pretty and unique, and I enjoyed every part of it getting down. Nice. There. Thank you. What a, Mark, guess, you like I the guess, rom-com. <laughs> you, say, you saying that is actually like how I would – that's almost how I'd word, I'd word it. Like tropes are there for a reason, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a lot of them are well-worn because they work. But this one – put the kind of coat of paint on it that like i really appreciate yeah it's a it's a it's you know a what i mean it's and a what, fresh coat of paint it, yeah it and, good. and what a nice like um just like it's a nice film about the fucking healing process you know like mm-hmm. it's it, it's it, most healing processes that we go through through breakups are not nice like this most no. of them are fucking horrible. No, most of me go by with alcohol all alone and and yeah, yeah well, murdering hookers and right? you know, like it was just like uh what? Oh, oh, uh, by no, the way, I mean, John, I mean, I mean, no, unless by the way, like it hasn't been mentioned. Remember that the sort of opening part of the movie is showing that like overhead shot of all the bathroom stalls, the right? unison, the, di- the different like people doing the whatever. I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah. Right, like the way yeah, they did that. Lives. He's just and then right the different lives, and he's just sitting there crying. Yeah. Remember, remember, moment alone. Remember when he yeah, finds moment. out that the friend went to his old apartment for brunch, and he fucking freaks out in the art gallery. <laughs> Do you fucking brunch? Like, that's that was the exact reaction I would have had. I love right? when yeah. yeah. I love when speaking of that. I love when Yaz is like sitting there at the the restaurant. It's like, oh, you're the one with the low res cock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. but she even makes a comment too about he how he's something how about how he's stupid too he's like well that that wasn't very nice about me like yeah, eric is so good but after she says eric. the low-res cock he says something about his infamy he's like famous right after it yeah. zero self-awareness but i love that guy uh, the the uh 
one of my other favorite characters was the uh, the art friend. He's in the beginning of the movie and at the end. Yeah, of the he's movie. great. He's and great. It's like we know more about Jupiter than we do about the inside of the human mouth. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what what planet does he use about the ass? Uranus <laughs> or something? Neptune, it was Jupiter. Neptune, Neptune, I think. But remember, remember, what about that random girl that keeps trying to get Dom to look at her ass in the yeah, picture? That's, at the that's end. Mine, yeah, that's mine. That's my ass. <laughs> You can look like, like I mean that these like these side characters have such small roles, but mm. they're so fucking but just, funny and they're so perfect. effective. Can yeah, I can everyone. I ask? I can look on Rotten Tomatoes, but but TW, can you tell me? Uh, did the director also do the writing here, or did somebody else write this? Uh, I will get back to you on that. And by the way, just so everyone knows, because I I usually say this. Oh, the there were other writers. There were other um, writers. no, there were two different writers. But by the way, critics. For uh, for Riley, ninety eight audience, eighty eight. So it's fucking ninety. What's the critics based Holy on? Shit. How many how many reviews? Uh, one hundred twenty three. But there's only just a hundred plus on the audience. I hope that gets more now that yeah, it's out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, it was two different writers: Nathan Byron, Tommy Lee. I did look them up. You know, small credits, nothing crazy. These no, are all, just, uh, these are no. But what I mean is, these are all. Uh, the 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 acting and the writing and the directing these are all very new people and I hope we see yeah. more of them because I yeah. I just it's really you know really, what I, yeah they're, they're, a, they're probably they're right picketing right now knowing yeah fucking I know I'm a, I'm a big fan of like you know when you see like a new a new director is like a new, this girl a new artist man. like this like I, I I dig this like I'm always interested. In what comes next. That's why I wanted us to watch Infinity Pool because Possessor was Brandon Cronenberg's second film and I fucking loved it. And, and like I, I said, like, the, let's see what he does next. The girl that directed has a name that sounds like it's going to win Academy Awards. Like I said, Rain Allen Miller. But she just sounds like she's going to be on the fucking docket for the next decade. So, I mean, and I, I you know, again, like it, it's, it's a very simple movie. And a very I'm, I don't and I again for either movie I couldn't find the budget I always like to talk about the budget what they spent right. I couldn't find it for either um, I couldn't really I, I, uh, Infinity I, Pool did like five million in the box office but I couldn't find the budget for anything um, I don't think it matters for the, I really for, love for, hearing like for, especially for for Riley it doesn't matter yeah it, I re- it, it comes off as like a like a, a great indie movie people coming like in rookie debuts so many yeah of them, so. it's it, it right. me is like a me. showcase of uh people sh- using the money very well yeah like you could you could tell that they didn't necessarily spend a bunch a bunch of the scenes it looked like the extras weren't extras they were yeah. just the people that were on the street that day right. as they were filming walking by uh it was just a great use of color and lighting and just a, a creative group of people that got yeah, away just, with a small yeah, budget just a cool new voice in like this genre yeah and a yeah. movie that for 82 minutes they got everything they could have out of it with the amount of money they spent everything they could have yeah. I, I really just mm-hmm. i don't think there was a wrong turn again it's tropey it's definitely tropey but again that well, doesn't necessarily they're mean there for a reason those tropes are there because right. they, they're well they've worn and they for work. 50 fucking years so, and that's I mean, why like, you call it a rom-com because of these tropes yeah so, and it was it was cute the way that the story was told it's the chemistry of the lead Fun. performers it's the structure of the film that just worked all of it just worked for me it was the setting the setting the city itself yeah, oh, was London. like its own character beautiful London. beautiful by the way yeah. there's a shot too after the the date's over 
Dom, who's like this, you know, very, you know, kind of meek, you know, mm-hmm. you know, non, you know, I don't want any issues, you know, you know. He's lying there in his room. By the way, did you see the fucking 10 pack on this guy? Yeah. Did you fucking notice that? Like, Jesus yes. Christ. This guy doesn't want any smoke. He might whoop anyone's ass. We, we, I, we, you call that sneaky shit. jacked. I almost didn't even think Christ. it was him. I was like, wait, he's is lying there like else? this, like this cocksucker. <laughs> oh my god, he looked yeah. great. Sneaky jacked. But yeah. like and, and then you look at the girl too. Like she she I thought she's gorgeous, like, but she's like nerdy gorgeous, you know. Right. Like, she and she didn't look she never looked better than in that final scene. She looked she beautiful. Great. Yeah. She oh. looked beautiful in that final shot. Like the two of them together, they look like you know what I also thought of too, like because that was a first date. So I thought to myself, the end of this movie was like a good like a great beginning for them like a great yeah. start yeah. you know what i mean like some rom-coms they go through like you know you go through the ringer to like get the woman at the end this was like just a really nice they start. were just starting still yeah yeah I mean, just the beginning so it was terrifically told the great story. flick great fucking flick so yeah and for the most part the, the entire movie takes place in one day one of you guys mentioned that and that, yeah. that was mm-hmm. fun you know it's just a lot crammed into one day it's like speed and, <laughs> yeah mm-hmm with and a lot of it's like I love movies of, like that in some One ways day. like in real time like they're just going through the day it's the outfit marking yeah. the mm-hmm. outfit there you go anyways all right yeah, well, I, um, I i'm on record i love this movie yeah so much i'm with yeah. you aj i yeah this is great i'll watch it again oh yeah 100 i will talk, we talk about that we talk about that like we're flipping through the channels it's on or in this day and age it's like i'm i'm flipping through hulu oh i'll fucking mm-hmm. watch that again absolutely yeah. right lane let's put it out yeah. mm-hmm. i'll put that shit on when i'm going to bed just you know watching right. this is nice yeah so all right yeah because the soundtrack's great too like i you was just, just thinking that you just dose it off and the soundtrack's really cool you just kind of like zoning out to it like it's it's such a cool film I really enjoyed it. I loved it. Let's write these. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. All right, boys. So after a long night of getting after this, uh, we did. We reviewed two movies that were that we. Uh, I don't know. We loved one. We were kind of split on the other. We're gonna go through our uh, five star ratings for the two movies that we reviewed tonight. Uh, for you YouTube listeners, if you want to hear the whole story and want to know how we got to where we are. Go back and listen uh, on uh, DP on uh, on uh, Apple. Yeah, uh, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, Google, wherever, yeah. anywhere you listen to podcasts, you will find us. Just search yeah. it out, the Movie Council Podcast. Yeah. So, yeah, you can listen to the whole episode so you can try to find out how we got to where we are. But we are where we are now. So we're going to uh, uh, do ratings for our two movies that we reviewed tonight. Both movies are streaming uh, free on Hulu. These are two Sundance um, uh, darlings. Huge hit. Darlings, that's a good word. Huge yeah. hits at Sundance. First one we did tonight uh, was uh, Brandon Cronenberg's Infinity Pool. Horror flick. Again, divisive as far as the critics and the audience goes. Obviously divisive on this panel tonight. I'm going to go ahead and give my rating on this right away. Like we talked about, I enjoyed this movie. Again, it had plenty of flaws, things that would normally annoy me, but I loved the overall idea of the movie. I thought it was super unique. I loved Cronenberg's direction. So I'm actually going to go, for me, out of a five stars, I'm going to give this 3.75. I really enjoyed it. Marky, 
I know you agreed with me about Leggy. You maybe even liked him more than me. I don't know. Where are you landing? I was actually going to rate it a little bit lower. I was originally thinking like a three and a half. Okay. Um, But, you know, just since you went there, 3.75, I'll, I'll meet you. Yeah, because I, ha- I haven't seen a visceral, just, I mean, some of you guys hated this movie tonight because it was trying to be too artsy. I haven't seen a visceral artsy movie like this in a long time. And for me, that's part of the reason why I liked it so much. Mm-hmm. And I had also mentioned it prior to, previously in our episode. I love the idea of this weird fec- fictional technology that is so absurd, but they hardly touch on it. It's just like, this is what's happening in this world. This is here. Now move past it. Just yeah. accept this part. Yeah. Now here's the story. The rest of the story is the meat. It doesn't matter how it gets there. And I don't know why, but I, I love just because it brings about so many more just aspects of people and personalities, interactions, things that can come around yeah. inside of this fictional world. If uh, It's hard to describe. It yeah, you got to see the movie. It. It, is, <laughs> it is. It is fucked up. It is not for everybody. Um, but no, I, I will go there with you. A 3.75, it's it's something I will recommend to a select few of people. I'm not going to generally recommend it to everybody yeah. because it is not for everybody. And yeah. I know that. Well, let's go to the other side of this where the other two guys, people on this podcast did not love this. DP, where are you on your five-star rating for Brandon Cronenberg's Infinity Pool? Uh, so again, like you said, they, they he tried to be so artsy about it and it was a giant giant swing and a miss um if it wasn't for the fact that the story itself is actually pretty good like i i did like aspects of the story and kind of some of the philosophical questions it brings up about self and uh you know soul and stuff like that uh, that's the only reason it's up to uh, a 1.75 for me. Ooh, ouch. It's <laughs> not even a fucking two-star movie. This movie fucking sucked. I mean, and, and it had so much potential. If Without the I, potential, I, I, I would give it a one. It would be a one if I it actually, wasn't for I, the fact the story was decent and there was some cool aspects to it and it made me think about stuff. But other than that, it it sucked. It sucked. I I hated this movie. As much as you hated it, DP, I'm getting this weird feeling that you might have even overshot AJ on your your (laughs) radio. It it might be possible. AJ, AJ, where are you on this? Surprisingly enough, I don't think so. Um, I'm a little more generous because I'll tell you, I am a big supporter of Brandon Cronenberg. I loved Possessor, his previous film. Um, I just think this one didn't land for me at all. And the only barely reality to me was Mia Goth's performance. Um, to a point, to a point, then it got annoying. Yeah, it's overt, no overtly violent. Um, I think almost excessively and unnecessarily so. Um, I didn't really care about 
the message that it was trying to put trying to convey i didn't really care for the artistic choices of this film mm-hmm. um but i do appreciate that brandon cronenberg does take chances he's that, not a that safe was one of my points baby. he's not as look he's not a safe filmmaker um and they're not all gonna land but when they do they come out like possessor and i encourage you all to watch that film this is a two out of five for me two right. two even okay okay all right well, let's get on to the other movie that we reviewed tonight. Another, again, Hulu movie you can uh, stream for free if you have the Hulu app. Another uh, Sundance Darling. Oh, Jim, One... Can I just let you know? Yeah. It's pronounced Hulu. Oh, you're right. Shit. Um, Hulu. If you guys want to watch yes, it, on Hulu. <laughs> um, it is free if you have that app. Um, and this one, uh, again, if you... Um, Want to go back and listen to the whole episode? You'll you'll see why we got there. But it was um we were this was more unanimous. Well, clearly more unanimous than the first one. This movie is Rye Lane, um, directorial debut of Rain Allen Miller, starring David Johnson and uh, Vivian Opara. Quick eighty-two minute rom com um, that we all seem to really really love. Let's go in reverse order. AJ, give me your uh, uh, five star. Where where do you land on this? So, um, first and foremost, I I actually am quite the rom-com fan. I enjoy myself a rom-com. No shame here. I just love the genre. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even the cheesy stuff. Like, I just, maybe I'm a romantic at heart, and I just want to see these stories play out. Uh, uh, Many of them are super tropey. This one carries some of those tropes, too. Mm -hmm. But it's so well-written. So well acted by the leads. The chemistry is terrific. The side characters are hilarious. Um, and I just, I fell in love with this movie almost from the very beginning. And it took me all the way through its 82-minute runtime, and I just absolutely loved it. So you may be floored by this, but because this may be my favorite film of the year so far. Ooh, wow. 4.75. Holy wow. Christ. Wow. Whoa. I wow. absolutely love this Great. movie Holy so man. much. Well, AJ, I, I can guarantee you when we do our best of the year at the end, I guarantee, well, I don't know if we'll be on Marquis, but we'll, we'll get there. But uh, yeah, um, wow. Heavy praise. Mm-hmm. And and by the way, your heavy praise is backed up by the, the critics and the audience for the most part. DP, do you concur? One hundred percent. I love this movie. Everything AJ said about it, the characters, the side characters, everyone is great. Uh, I also want to just bring up some of the um, great kind of uh, cinematography and the really cool uh, fourth wall breaking things they do in it. And I agree. I loved this film. And like AJ, I'm a sucker for fucking rom-coms. Mm. What can I say? I love them. Uh, I'm not quite as high as AJ, but I'm not too far off. I'm at four and a quarter okay. for Rye Lane. Okay. All right. So, um, Marky, you know, again, uh, we as we've discussed, you're dead inside. So you don't <laughs> normally, rom-coms are not normally your thing, but you did enjoy it. Uh, where do you Where do you fall on this one? 
I was thinking when we started, right before we started, that we we're going to rate these movies. In my heart, I felt like they were at the same rating for me. They were, I was thinking three and a half for uh, uh, Infinity Pool. And then TW, you helped me bring it up to a 3.75. Mm-hmm. And I will keep that with Ryan Lane. I think it's a 3.75 for me. I, that is I, high I, praise for Marky. For for especially for Marky. Yeah. Well, and I, I was telling you, if anybody wants to listen back, it was, I, there wasn't really anything that I could say bad about the movie other than the main drive and the plot was something that just felt well told before. So the way they got there and the side characters and the script, the cinematography, the color palette, the the soundtrack, everything was unique and fun and it was a great ride. But at its core, the main driving story was a ride that I had been on before and seen before. So that in itself didn't feel terribly unique, but the rest of it did. And it was fun and it was enjoyable. The 82 minutes was a perfect amount of time. It it wasn't too long. It wasn't too short. It was just enough to where it it was a very enjoyable movie. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to rank it right up there with me Two very different types of movies, both (laughs) 3.75 for me tonight. Yeah, and wow. I think that's I think that's the amazing part right here, right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. like you enjoyed both equally. I did. It's crazy. Crazy. Like which we mentioned earlier, like these could not be <laughs> if we could draw different, two right? polar opposite movies. Mm-hmm. Uh that Infinity Pool and Rye Lane. I don't know how the fuck we came to that this week. I don't right. know. They're both free and full free on Hulu. Yeah, yeah there, that's what not, it came there's, to. <laughs> there's not a ton of great stuff streaming right now. So fuck it. That's where we yeah. ended up. So right. hey listen we, we, your rating on Ride Lane. I would, I would suggest Ride Lane is a great movie streaming right now basically. Absolutely. It, it I would absolutely recommend is. that to anybody by the way. Yeah, uh, by when the, I yeah. said Infinity Pool that's someone that I can only tell a few people. Yeah Ride it's Lane. hard to recommend that universally right yes like, and by the way and by the way about. no one should cre- no one should question our creative process all right we no. fucking got there all right oh, and did. i will say about riley i absolutely loved it aj i'm not quite there where that's you okay. are that's okay and, 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 i, I and shot by, for the moon on that one by the way by the way if the end of the year comes and i'm it's in my top five i might i might get there but as of right now as i'm rating it just to be fair I'm going forward a quarter. I thought it was amazing. Yeah, that was really, really good. Uh, great flick. Uh, anybody uh, watching this, please go and watch Ride Lane. Watch Infinity Pool too, so you can fall on either side of the the division mm-hmm. here because it is not just us, but in general, the uh, the critics and the audience are very divided. Uh, very divided on this. So, um, so two great movies to check out. Uh, but again, rating wise, Ride Lane way up there for me. Four and a quarter. I thought it was amazing. I nice. completely agree, and I stand by my four seven five baby. I, I don't. Yeah. I, I'm okay with it. I, I'm with you. And so for everyone watching this video, uh, make sure you hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, and uh, keep watching because we're gonna keep throwing you some videos, whether they're top tens or movie reviews. We'll be coming with, with some more. So keep coming back. And we'll see you next time. Love it.
And now we're back to the people who really love yeah, our, our fucking our podcast listeners. Yeah. What podcast? Yeah, listeners? sorry guys, we we gotta get we gotta get we gotta get corporate for a minute and do some YouTube. <laughs> yeah, a little yeah. more professional. Podcast listeners, I stand by the four seven five. Yeah, and by, <laughs> I, I know you guys are not used to us being so professional, like trying to do mm-hmm. YouTube. But you know, we're trying to. When was yeah, the last time straight. I threw a four seven five at something? You know, whenever oh, we do this YouTube thing, I geez, forget how to wow. talk. Long time. The so words don't time, right? maybe, maybe the outfit, AJ. But you yeah, were wasn't episode. on that episode though. But you would that yeah, might have been a four seven five. Banshees? Did I give Banshees that high? I did. It was your I favorite did. movie. Yeah. You might have given that given that a five. That by, was your, I, I may have. I may have. I may have. Can I just say to Marky, you you don't sound like you're stumbling across your words during the oh, YouTube I, section. I appreciate it. You, yeah, you come across just fine. Every, type, bro. I, I know it's in your that, head, but yeah. you're, you're coming across as fine. No, Every other type, word is, it feels like you the, sound like a lousy drunk. No, Mark, Mark, <laughs> no, no, Mark, no, Mark, you're AJ. tight. In all honesty, sometimes yeah. I I feel like as uh like as I'm trying to like MC it. So sometimes I find out like I feel like I'm like putting in filler words. Mm. But no, no, you you guys all were fucking tight. Yeah, I was I was thinking though while we were doing this, and I was saying that uh, ride lane is something that. You can recommend to everybody uh infinity pool is something that you know I've only, there's only a few yeah. people in my life that i would actually recommend it to yeah you have to sort of pick and choose with a, but, with a film like that i i yes and to expand on that i think that anybody listening that maybe considers themselves a cinephile i think infinity pool is a movie that you should watch just yeah. for for the Again. reason for the reason of uh oh. being one of us, you know, either like uh, AJ and DP or TW and myself, you know, which which side of it do you fall yeah, on? Very you know, is it is it too much? Is it too over the top and uh, just Gross. overplayed and trying to be? Yeah, is it too violent? Is it too artsy? Or is it, in my opinion, it's just enough and the violence has a reason behind it, and the 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 color montage orgy has a reason behind it. Yeah. It is overplayed a tad but not too much mm-hmm. to where it brought me down and to a dislike status yes AJ. I, I will say that i will watch brandon cronenberg's next film i, I mean i believe mm-hmm. in the guy like you i didn't turn you off on this it turned me off a little bit but it, but i will still watch his next film mm-hmm. right. i absolutely will i will look forward to it i i can't wait to see what he does next i mean it didn't work for me but you know i do appreciate that I do appreciate filmmakers that take chances. That's why I'm a huge um, David Lynch fan, if you guys don't know. Right. Um, I love Mulholland Drive and Blue Velvet, and the Twin Peaks stuff. And like, I, I'm just, he's a huge uh, chance taker. And I, yeah. I love that. And and there's things that he's done in film. Uh, sorry, TW, to cut you off. But that yeah. scene in Mulholland Drive, um, I forget yeah. the name of the actor, but in the diner, when he's like talking to a psychiatrist and he takes him out to like the the out into the parking lot behind the dumpster to confront his fears that's Mulholland drive isn't it it is it is and that that is s- such a terrifying scene in a non-horror movie that that thought idea pops up into my head just randomly throughout life and it's a person a, a creative director like that that has implanted a seed in my brain that is now fixed forever it's not you know what i mean so yeah directors strive for that i'm sure like to to, to live rent free in your head right yes yes and so you say 
like the way you put it, AJ, he, he, they take these big swings. That is very important. Um, it's also very enjoyable when somebody like the director that did Ride Lane took a, a well-traveled path and put a fresh spin on it. But we also need people like Brandon Cronenberg that just goes out past left field and keeps going. And then we don't see it until he's the lights are off. Yeah. Like it's so far out there. I, yeah. I, th- I think we need them all. So, so boys, um, we've definitely put a long tail on this kite tonight. So uh, let's, uh, we gotta, we gotta call it. Oh God, we are. Woo-hoo. It's going to oh, be yeah. a long one. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I think, I think a long, uh, Portion of me talking about being carjacked took up a long time. So our stories did take. I did. Man, yeah, me did. putting a cop in a headlock took some that, time. That could have been like a whole episode. So we do need to call it tonight. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I don't have any recommendations for anything. I've just been watching random shit lately. Uh, yeah, same. Good. I, yeah, I'll we... do one real quick one. Uh, the new Marvel series Secret Invasion. Oh yeah. Is, yeah uh, episode four just dropped. Uh, holy shit! When you, uh, I don't want to give any spoilers, but uh, one of the main kind of uh, superheroes from the Avengers turns out to be a bad guy. Fucking watch Secret Invasion; uh, it's great. It's I'm, on Disney. I'm, I'm loving it. Yeah, it's on Disney Plus right now. Okay. So, All right. yeah, yeah I check get that, that out. All right, boys. Uh, well, uh, who's off next week? Marky, I am. Yeah, Marky's Mark on vacation, hey. so we'll have to figure it out kids i don't know maybe uh the, the the three maybe you'll get triple teamed by the sherry boys again who knows mm-hmm. uh, lucky. Yeah, yeah there's lots of uh men i mean uh women that have can, can say that uh they've been triple teamed <laughs> by the sherry boys uh, over the year well <laughs> yeah uh anyway uh so yeah let's call it an evening it's been, it's been a long one um guys two Awesome movies to talk about. Great job tonight. Really fun. Uh, we're going to call it. Hopefully, we'll talk to you guys next week. For myself, DP, AJ, Marky, your boys. We will call it an evening. You guys have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon. Love you. Good night. Good night. Night, night. So they are. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Jump the gun again. The movie council is adjourned. <laughs>